This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Yo, what's going on? Hello, hello, everybody. How's everything? Marv, you know I don't have headphones, right? Yeah, my mic working? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear me? Yeah, All right. I can hear you. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> this is that One Piece Talk. Welcome to episode 83. My name is Larry. Lawrence. Sam. Oh, I forgot Lionel's not here. <laughs> this is that One Piece Talk, <laughs> where we talk One Piece. Come on, bro. Come on, son. You gotta do better than that. Oh, Strahd says the audio is acting weird. Is there an echo? I don't hear an echo. Oh, alright. Yeah, I don't see an echo. Larry was lollygagging before uh, stream, which is why he's not prepared. It's his fault. Don't, don't blame Marv, although it is partially Marv's fault. Yeah. Alright. I'm here. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? How are you? How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. I greatly appreciate it. Um, we do not have a chapter. It is One Piece break week, fellas, mm -hmm. right? So usually I would come up with questions or something like that or ask like the Discord if they have questions they would want to ask. But instead, I figured since we've slacked so much on call-ins, let's just make it a full episode of call-ins. Yeah. So, um, just want to say hello to everybody. Uh, thank you for being here as well. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the actual call-ins, uh, we're going to go off and read whoever's in the chat. And we're just going to go and say what's up to everybody. And we have a super chat I think I saw. So Yeah, we did. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for all for being here. Uh, before we get into that, I just want to say we are 50 subscribers away from reaching 5,000. If you guys have not already, please subscribe to the channel. It would be much appreciated for dope One Piece content, man. But uh, yeah, shout out to Aaron Tate. Lord Vegeta, Strahd, Sway Shocks, I Hate Mo, Hayden Humphrey, uh, Blazer Blazer, uh, Three Day, shout out to Three Day, man. Uh, Gabriel Montoya, Chubby Pandas, Dobi Wan, uh, Brandon Wingfall, Wigfall, uh, Nertaku, Nick Quavo, uh, Jordan, so many of y'all in here, man. Mike G, Wild Canyon. There's so many people here. Gandhi Usopp, Jimbei Goody. There's so many people in here, man. I'm trying to catch up on all the names, but we really appreciate y'all being here with us. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Uh, just for everyone to know, um, I'm most likely going to be dropping my theory video uh, on either Thursday or Friday. And I'm going to do a watch party as well. Um, it's titled, and I'll just say the title just to get everybody hyped. It's titled, The Ancient Kingdom Needed to be Wiped Out. <laughs> Theory. Okay. Uh, I've told these guys a little bit about it. If you visited the Twitch, you've probably seen me working on it a bit. Uh, literally only have like two minutes more of editing to do and the thumbnails being made as we speak. So nice. it's going to be a fire theory. <clears throat> I think it's going to be another banger. Um, tonight, I'm going to be hosting Game Night. Uh, I realized... You know, we haven't been doing game nights like we used to. Um, pretty sure, you know, things have changed within the Discord a bit. So 
uh, I'm going to host it tonight, and then I guess further on, we're going to talk about who's going to be doing those things moving forward. Um, so 9.30 tonight, uh, I'm thinking about playing Among Us. So if you guys want to join me, uh, please do. It's going to be fun. But other than that, I don't have anything else to say about anything. Oh, I'm going to be on Nurtaku's uh, Theory for Theory um, this Thursday, I believe. So that's going to be super dope. Uh, we were on the One Piece Reverie. We were? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know we were. I didn't know either. I was mad. I, I, I didn't know either. Yeah, I did not get to tune into the reverie almost at all, but I know yeah. a lot of our friends were on. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, y'all supported. Yeah. I know it was on Randy Troy's channel this this time around. Yeah. Um, it's very, very iffy relationship <laughs> with Randy Troy. But he did invite us at the very 20 minutes that it was about to end in. Okay. Because I was in it, and I was just saying, what's up? And then I entered it, and then uh, obviously I brought the energy up because it's, you know, me. So, okay. uh, it was good. I'll have to check out that last twenty minutes to see what Larry was saying. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. Whether he was, it was funny. Repping for the TOPC. Yeah, yo, directly. there was a lot of kid slander. <laughs> it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't me either. That's fine. It wasn't me either. Uh, so that was good. We saw JD Legend. We saw Arthur again. Yeah. Um, we, you know, Parvision and Hidden were there. Threeville was there. Um, we, you know, there was a lot of people there. Which was pretty good. So I had fun for the time I was in it. Oh, I'll cool, say cool. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And then like, uh, somebody was like, <laughs> somebody was like, uh, I think they super chatted and was like, next time have topped there. <laughs> and, and then Randy Troy read it out loud. And he was like, well, they're here right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I so, wish I could have tuned in, man. It was yeah. football Sunday. Yeah. And my Giants yeah. took a W yesterday. All right, so did your yeah. Bengals. It wasn't a great looking W, yeah. which I got one. You feel me? I guess. <laughs> is the every hell like it was it every year? What's it's the, like uh, held it's two times a year. Twice a year. Twice yeah, something year. like that. So okay. hopefully we get invited to the next one. But if not, we're still good. So I don't care. We, we do our own thing. <laughs> exactly. Like, we're, like we have no them. rivals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, uh, is there anything else we need to do? Oh, uh, yeah, there's one super chat from Dobi Wan. It's $5. It says, do you think Kuma intended to be a Trojan horse within Mary Joa and was set back from his mission as a result of the revolution- revolutionaries rescuing him? So, like, Sabo acting, like, what, that means Sabo wouldn't have known. Like, who, mean, like, who set up the Trojan horse then? If he was supposed to, because Sabo was the one that saw Kuma in that state, unless he was like expecting to be the Trojan horse, but that was too much for Sabo to like see Kuma in that state. It was like, nah, we can't have him get um, be treated this way. But I don't think Dragon would do that, mm-hmm. you know, because so it, it's hard to say because it's like Dragon clearly was like not anticipating what happened mm-hmm. just then, like when Kuma left. Yeah. So it's like, if like you said, who set up the Trojan horse? If that's the case, and it's and even beyond that, like he was asking him, like, tell me everything you saw, because yeah. he was trying to gain information. It wasn't like a, hey, this is what your next role is, like this is what your next job is, or anything like that. So it seemed to be Dragon was definitely the one lacking information. So yeah. He's the one running the revolutionary. So I don't think it was something that he set up. I think it's it has to be a Vegapunk thing. Yeah. So I I believe that K. Um, Kuma's state, or what he's in, his mind, his body, all that, is uh, just between Vegapunk and Kuma. That's a deal that they worked out amongst themselves outside of Dragon's, um, like, input on it or insight on it. 
So I think that whatever deal they struck, like uh, Vegapunk said last chapter, he has a very good reason why Kuma's in the state he is and why he can't bring him back. So I don't know if Vegapunk could actually reverse Kuma's state or it's far past that. But either way, Vegapunk said he had a good reason for it. And I think that's between Vegapunk and Kuma, and Dragon isn't really is not really part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree too. I think that you both said the exact same points I was gonna make. Yeah. I can't see anything else happening. It definitely has to be between Vegapunk and Kuma. Yeah. And then Dragon is kind of like on the outside of whatever they agreed upon. Right. And then when Kuma finally, <clears throat> I guess, releases that information, mm-hmm. um, they'll the revs will know. Right. Because obviously Sable didn't know. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Trojan horse, maybe. But that does further complicate the story a bit of Kuma because now it seems he has more information than even Dragon does regarding uh, the Celestial Dragons and the mm-hmm. history about his origins or his own people yeah. that are very different from everybody else, which has been insinuated. Mm-hmm. So, don't know. Yeah. I, the question is, though, like going with the Trojan Horse thing, does... Um... The, the, the Kuma, can Kuma, like, you know how um, Vegapunk wanted to, like, that brain thing where people could plug into it? Yeah. Satellites do it. Can Kuma do that? Can he plug into what the satellites plug into and learn what all they learn? Well, we we hypothesized that that's what's possible. Yeah. Like, we suggested that that's probably what's happening. Mm-hmm. But that was before he ended up going With to the, the red right. line. Right. So it's like, maybe he's not connected like mm-hmm. we thought because if he was he just would have went to egghead that kind of mm-hmm. would have confirmed it right exactly uh it's mine oh it's yours yeah, yeah. put your joint on silent bro it's on silent it was just vibrant you didn't hear anything oh. uh, and I lowered it it's shaking just... my head SMH <laughs> that's me SMH alright bro <laughs> so um yeah anything else I don't know, that's the only super chat we got, but thank you so much. Yes, yes, thank you. For anybody that's new to our channel as well, uh, we are available, we have our own Discord. It's in the video description below. Me and Sebastian's personal YouTubes are in the description below. And also, if you wanted to um, basically see me play on Twitch or edit videos of One Piece related stuff, uh, that's in the description below as well. Also, arigato. Other than that, uh, Marv, I would say throw the. Oh, never mind. Don't throw the phone number up just yet. We got more super chats. Yeah, um, we got a five dollars super chat from Luffy. Need to try some booty meat. That's <laughs> uh, still the greatest name on YouTube, man. It says, "Do you think uh, for Vegapunk to be able to transfer Kuma's memories into his brain, since he probably has enough space to store it?" Oh, Vegapunk to transfer Kuma's memories into his own brain. Like, his, like I, I assume that's what he meant. Into his own Maybe. brain. I think that would be a clash of, like, hmm. memories, though. I think memories are different than your actual, like, personality, right? Because what Vegapunk currently did was he transferred certain parts of his personality mm-hmm. into these satellites. Yeah. And that's it. But all of them share their memories together. Mm-hmm. Now, if you transfer memories from one person to the... To yourself don't you just become that person anyway that's like taking that person's will in a sense I don't, the I, memory it seems part too complicated yeah, yeah. The memory part is weird because I mean I guess Vegapunk's probably smart enough to create a compartment within his brain yeah. where it's like mm-hmm. I can just access these memories but now we're talking like he's treating his brain like a like a, like like a, a computer. computer which he's yeah. already technically doing so it's like because he's doing cloud storage 
with his brain right yeah. now, yeah. where like he's able to gather information from <clears throat> other people. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like this, it's Vegapunk. So if you can think it, he can probably think it and make it happen. Yeah. So it's like, no, there's no like theory that I can hear about Vegapunk. They're like, nah, he can't do that. Because mm. he's supposed to be this amazing scientist and he's already doing all this crazy stuff. So it's like, yeah, he can, he can compartmentalize somebody's memories into his own memories and just make sure that they don't crash. You know what I mean? Mm. I I don't know, but I, I don't know I don't know what the gain would be per, per se for Kuma for do it to Kuma with yeah, with Kuma. I mean, he definitely saw things on Mary Joa that like could potentially help Vegapunk, but like I think that that would help Dragon more so than Vegapunk. You know what I mean? Unless that's how he found out that they were gonna try to kill him, like you know, like if yeah. it was something like that. But I don't know. I think Vigo could be able to do it because I think memories, in a way, can serve as, in a way, knowledge. It's kind of like the same thing, uh, so to speak. Um, the only problem is, like, memories, you think more of emotional attachment to it. So you could be emotionally affected by those memories, but knowledge is, you know, it's information, right? But they both share an aspect of it. If he could separate the emotional attachment, attach to those memories, then, you know, but it's vague So I think he might be able to do that if you could separate, you know, knowledge, information from emotional attachment to certain memories. Or you could be selective with memories. Like, I just want useful stuff, mm-hmm. not stuff that would make up, like you said, make up that person's character, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, Vegapunk, he see, if he's able to splice his brain do that, he should be able to do that to someone else's because it's damn near impossible to do it to your own, but he did it. So, doing it to himself, because, uh, like, he's able to, in a way, do that, so to speak. Like, I can make this one pure logic. I can make this one, like, pure evil with my memories. I can make this one pure this one in that aspect. So he should be able to do it. Uh, those ones, like, like Sebastian said, uh, for Kuma, though, where would he gain from learning Kuma? Unless he just wants a mass amount of information from everybody, you know, mm-hmm. to learn from that from different perspectives, I guess. But it seemed like he more wanted to share his and more like, and gain from others depending on what they know. But what would Kuma know? Because I feel like he already did that already if he didn't do it already to Kuma because he already dissected Kuma's brain, you know? <clears throat> like, uh, so... Uh, Kuma afterwards, I don't know, because he's recording stuff, what I believe. Yeah. That's how he was able to share it with Dragon. Mm. That would be the way Vegapunk uh, would learn it, because yeah. through his recordings. Yeah, yeah. I think it would act like corrupted data, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, it would be inserted, and it would be like a virus onto, like, Vegapunk. He would have to upload it to the egghead itself. Right. Okay. Instead of that implanting it into himself. Because once you have two memories combined... It, you necessarily become that person. And then if he was to give that memory back, it's like now those memories are intertwined. Mm-hmm. So now he becomes a piece of Vegapunk. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that's when the will aspect starts coming into play. It's mm-hmm. super complicated. Yeah, it is. The yeah. memories thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Next. Uh, yeah, we got another $5 super chat from Gabriel Montoya. It says, can't call working. In Uta's world, Sonny had a body, theor- uh, therefore had a soul. Like Mary, agree or disagree? Elaborate. Like the stream, hashtag Buggy Gang. Um, I love that Buggy Gang is still a thing. So, so in Uta's world, anything was possible. She can do anything. You know what I'm saying? Necessarily, that wasn't real. Any of it wasn't real. It was a pocket dimension she created that she was allowed to alter anything at will. So... I mean, we know the Sunny has a Kilbotterman, most likely, like most things that have been created by other people. They also have some type of wills inside them. So we have shipwrights from Water 7 that have done so. And then we have 
the uh, the samurai or the blacksmiths from Wano who create mm. these swords that also have, you know, bu- like people in them. Yeah. It's going to happen. So there's definitely a Kabouterman for the Sunny. Uh, I don't think there would ever be an actual body, though. Right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, yeah, same. So, like, the Kabouterman's obviously, they exist. They grow over time and stuff. And I guess the real question is, are we going to see it? No. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that would be the real question, whether we ever see the Kabouterman for the Sunny. I'm going to say yes. Oh, the Kabouterman, yes. Yeah. I I'm think gonna, we'll see it. I'm going to say yes, that we'll see the Kabouterman for the Sunny. Um, but, like, a real tangible body that, like, takes shape, mm-hmm. I don't see that happening in yeah. canon. Same. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than that, nothing else, right? Yeah. No, no more. All right. Uh, super Marv, fast. throw up the uh, phone number, please. That way we could talk to these animals. <laughs> oh, Chestnut's here. That was quick as hell. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from That One Piece Talk. Who are you and how are you? It's Aaron Clay, fellas. How's it going? Hey, hey what's hey, up, Aaron? First call. It's been a while, man. Yeah, you yelled at him oh, last man. time. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want Seth to yell at me at the next DDT. So <laughs> what's up, bro? None much, man. I uh, got a pretty simple question. Um, my question today is, do you guys think that it's weird that Mihawk didn't question Zoro about having a black ba- black blade whenever he was training him? And then if so, do you think that Oda um, missed the opportunity for to not only confirm how Mihawk blackened his blade, or if he did or not, but then also have Mihawk, Mihawk explain how to black his blade? I have a troll answer to this. <laughs> um, so to to answer it, um, I'd say I don't I can't I don't think we can say it's a missed opportunity until we see Zoro and Mihawk interact again, because or or, or like whether how I say this, like Oda could just be giving us that later, you know what I mean? Like he could just be giving us the Black Blade stuff at a later date, and he just didn't want to do it early. So like. I don't know if I can call that like a missed opportunity per se until like I see the full Zoro Mihawk storyline play out. Um, but ah, so to me, it's like, do you really need the explanation? Like, do I need that from Mihawk and Zoro? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, oh snap! I, your your blade is black. Like. And then exposition on like what how what it takes to obtain that when I know Zoro's not gonna obtain that yeah. for another like seven hundred chapters. Mm. So like I don't know I don't know if it's a missed opportunity per se. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another part of the question I just forgot. Yeah, in my rant. It's okay. What do you what do you think is weird that he didn't at least acknowledge like yo you got a black plate like how is that you know what I mean considering oh, yeah. that he, oh yeah the other part he, he yeah the, the the other part was there's probably way more black plays than you think. And, like, I don't think it's as uncommon as, like, we think it is because we just don't see people with black blades like that. Mm. But I could be tripping. I could be totally wrong on that. You know what I mean? Because we have only seen so few. But, like, I don't know that it's so rare that, like, Mihawk be like, oh, my God, you have a black blade. Like, how'd you do? Like, you know? Oh. Well, how would it How would it not be rare if, like, there's only, like, 12 great blades and then 24? Like, there's there's only so few of blades that are in the tier below you know a black blade 
right, you so would think that a black would be that rare, right? So what I'm saying is, like, if I'm Mihawk, right, and I fought dudes with black blades before, like, this kid having a black blade isn't, like, some crazy thing to me. Like, I've seen black blades. I've played, I've, I have one. Like, I've, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a major um, thing to me. I'm going to be honest with you. Mihawk knew it wasn't Zoro's. Because if you want to go back to when they first fought, right? Um, Mihawk, uh, Mihawk's, uh, I think, destroyed Zoro's other two swords. The only one that remained was the white one. So eventually Zoro had to get new swords. So if Mihawk saw him again, remembering that he destroyed his other two swords, the one that remained is not blackened. But one of his two new ones are. So it's like, all right, you obviously didn't blacken that blade. You, you acquired it already blackened. And so Mihawk got... Mihawk probably not questioning it. To me, that's, I never thought of that. That's like actually a good question. It didn't hit me till now. Yeah, why never your question? But the only thing I can think of is that he knew for a fact, all right, I know he didn't do this, but he could question, like, where'd you get that sword from? That would be the question, because I know you didn't do that. Because also, too, uh, we found out through Wano, what I believed, all right, that Zoro didn't find, didn't know that you could permanently blacken a blade, you know? Mm-hmm. So Mihawk didn't really share that information. He knew that he could blacken a blade through, like, hockey hardening, but permanently blacken a blade. And the reason why we well, we know that is because when um, when he was fighting that fox that turned into, like, that giant human-looking person, he was explaining the history of Ryuma, who blackened his blade. And he was told him that, uh, he told Zoro that Ryuma forced his blade black. And then Zoro questioned him. He's like, what? That was interesting to him. And he says... You mean to tell me this this black color to this blade is not its original color? So that's where Zoro kind of finds out that you could permanently blacken a blade through your hockey, through forging it black. You know, so Mihawk, for some reason, didn't share that with him. And I, I believe that Mihawk forced his own blade black, or some of you may believe that Mihawk acquired it. No, I believe he forced it because Mihawk knew about it. And I believe he knew that Zoro wasn't at the level yet, especially pre-time sip to forge a big black so he knew it wasn't his. And why he didn't question him about agreeing, we didn't get much of what Zoro and Mihawk talked about or their dealings with each other. Like, for example, we saw a little bit of Sanji's training, we saw a little bit of Luffy's, we saw like, we kind of got almost nothing, except he fought those monkeys to like Zoro's training. That's like the extent we got. If hopefully Oda reveals it, maybe a little more, but um, don't we got a little hit more during Dust Rosa when he talked about it, um, when Mihawk talked about like um, black blades cannot be even scratched or cannot break, right? But then we, I think Zoro broke um, Pika's blade. Blade. So to me, what, it's, what I believe that what uh, Mihawk was talking about, black blades can't be broken, was forged black blades, not hockey hardened blades, because we even saw even again in Desrosa uh, a hockey blade. It wasn't hockey hardened, but it broke to like even a strong body. So that even shows that hockey itself. If it's not stronger than a certain force, even though that ho- um, that force is not hockey, can still be broken. So that's why if you forge it black, it's uh, what Mihawk, going with what Mihawk said, could be unbreakable. Mm. But Zoro didn't really grasp that knowledge yet until Wano. Mm. So I don't think Mihawk touched about it for whatever reason. Zoro didn't know that. So that's why I don't think he questioned Zoro, like, where'd you get that? Because he knew it wasn't his, and he knew nothing about it. I'm not gonna lie, I'm wondering what Larry's troll take is. Yo, bro. <laughs> the real answer is he a fraud. Oh my god. <laughs> That's it. Oh my god. Like, bro. like at the end of the day, we we truly gotta say to ourselves, we don't know if he turned his blade black. So we might not even know if he knows how to turn a blade black. Yo, chill out, yeah. bro. Like, like everybody always wants to stunt and be like, yo, these swordsmen go mad hard. Yo, what swordsmen in the world right now go mad hard besides the two that we know? 
What do you mean? I mean Shanks and Mia. We could consider Shanks one. But like Zoro too. Like who else, bro? Odin. He's who else? Yeah, he died. That was 20 years ago. Who else, bro? Vista cool. Yo, who was the previous title? Holder. Probably Rayleigh. We don't know, bro. <laughs> probably, you know Rayleigh. what I'm saying? You know, Rayleigh's blade ain't black, so probably not. There's only two blades that are black. Yeah. That we've seen. And Mihawk, who's supposed to be this all-god swordsman, was just like, yo, the blade black. Yo, cool. He didn't even mention it. Yo, but but him not thinking it's a big deal could also just highlight that it's... It, like, I'm him, bro. Like, black blade, that doesn't mean anything to me. I guess. Or I don't know how to turn a blade black. Oh I just God. acquired this sword from somebody else. He could also, the same way Shishui was just found in some store. But also, to remember, Shishui was not found in Mihawk the store. Mihawk didn't fully view uh, himself as Zoro's master or teacher. Don't matter. Even though he jokingly said, call me master. But, like, for example, if Rayleigh left Luffy, all right, the rest you kind of got to, like, figure out for yourself. Mihawk could have did the same thing to Zoro. Was like, this, for you forging a blade, a blade black, you got to figure that out on your own. Or, you know or, 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 hear me out, or... Black blades really ain't that special. Nah. It's an achievement you to the sword. Ah. You know what? I'm going to take back what I said earlier. You right. It is a missed opportunity because we could have gotten more lore. We could have we ended Thank Larry's troll ass takes right now about <laughs> black blades. So because we, I had to listen yeah. to that, it was a missed opportunity. Listen, bro. Wano was poorly written. I always say this. It's there. Most of all, we know a sword that goes harder than a black sword, right? Like, we have Shisui. It's blackened. But you know what sword goes harder? Enma. And it's a lower grade. Are black blades really that special? That's what we need to start saying well, as a community. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Together. Though. Hold on. We need to start hold questioning on. why ought to be lying all wait, the time. Wait, hold on, though. Shisui is an older sword. I don't care. Enma's a newer sword, so it's younger, right? And, had, and only been held by one user. Damn, yo, hypothetically, you make sense. <laughs> no, but Enma's only been held by one user, right? And that person died pretty young. So he hadn't time to forge it, and it takes a while to forge it. Ryuma had, who knows how long till he had that blade, and it's a way older sword. Mm. So I'm saying it's like, it takes time for you to for to conquer that sword or the forge. That's what they were trying to, especially the yeah, stronger yeah. the sword is. You know, you know what has wills inside them? Devil fruits. You know what devil fruit wasn't eaten apparently for eight hundred years? The gomu gomu no mi. You know what it's still doing? Acting wild. So we say Ryuma and blades that basically have the same substance as a devil fruit, getting passed down for eight hundred years doesn't hold that same strength. No, what I'm so black to... blades don't go as hard as devil no. fruits too. Well, Damn, what, what yo, that's saying, crazy. What, one, I'm not saying you pick up. For example, the user who like almost forced a blade black, right? And someone else picks up. You're not feeding off the old user. You why not? Got, you got to start from scratch. Yo, why not, bro? We see that with Emma, with Zoro. Like you have to pretty much for Emma, Zoro anyway, right? He was testing Zoro and recognized that you could wield. Listen, him. that's but when the... Zoro started lacking. He was like, yo, listen, that's the same explanation to Devil Fruits Awakening. No. You're yes. not feeding off another person's like they almost awaken. Are so they not? No, they're not. Why not? If a new user Luffy wouldn't be able to use his devil fruit if he wasn't mind and body caught up to be able to awaken it. Yeah, but that that's was... the same thing as Enmo with Zoro. He didn't have the efficient hockey which he needed to have in order to do what Enma does. Yeah, what I'm saying is like, but that's Luffy himself. He's not feeding off his predecessor who had the ability before him. That's what I'm saying. All you saying is that <laughs> black blades don't go as hard. Now, Aaron, Aaron Tate, you go, bro. So I, I do, I do think it's a little weird and and sort of like a missed opportunity that you know um, 
Mihawk didn't even even at least acknowledge the fact that Zora had a black blade. Like in what Law said made sense. Like the fact that he probably knew that it wasn't Zoro who made the blade black. He probably acquired it somewhere else, somewhere else, which should have further uh, piqued his interest or his yeah, concern. Sure, like you know, yeah. it's funny that you got a black blade when I know that you're no, you don't even know how to use hockey yet, and I know you're nowhere near the level, you know, to be able to blacken the blade. And and it's not as if Oda had to go into full explanation on how to blacken the blade. Um, because you know when they did show the flashback, flash black, flash back in Dress Rosa, flash black, <laughs> flash back, <laughs> in Dress Rosa, and uh, it was just showing how Mihawk was just telling Zoro, hey, you know, it's it's a crime for a swordsman to nick his blade. Like the best thing to do for, is to coat your arm. Coat. I thought he was teaching Zoro how to coat his uh, blade in hockey to avoid nick, uh, nicking it. And so I'm saying. I'm of the belief that he could have, Zoro could have simply asked Mihawk, like, okay, well, your blade is always black, so that, so how did that happen? And Mihawk could have said, simply said, well, you're not ready for that yet. Time will come where you'll be able to blacken your own blade, and left it at that, and then saved the explanation for later on. But the fact that we got nothing from Mihawk, and a part of me thinks that Oda is trolling because he, he know, I think he's tapping into the community, knowing that there's a, there's a a war between who's stronger, Shanks or Mihawk. And so he purposely withheld the fact of whether or not Mihawk blackened his own blade because he either knows that if he did blacken his blade, then that gives him a notch above Shanks. And if he didn't, that gives Shanks fan a notch above Mihawk fans. And so part of me feels like he's just trolling in that aspect, but I do think it is a missed opportunity. He could have said something. And I don't think black blades are that common for Mihawk to just, brush it off like that like we've we've only seen two black blades in the, in the entire series and one was from 800 years ago so it's i don't think it's that common for me how to just not to see a black blade and not think twice about it that's just me though listen then we say oda trolling us when like mihawk sent his sword slash out of yonko in order to compare his strength in in comparison to his we saying that Oda trolling when like he swung twelve times at Luffy and only hit him once. We trolling when he couldn't get past Vista. But you yo, we trolling, bro. We trolling, bro. I saw I saw Mihawk. I saw Mihawk with a black blade. On he put all four limbs on on the hilt of the blade in order to stab Luffy. But again. Bro. Bro. But again, he trolling. Bro. You know what I'm saying, bro? bro. It's too bro. much inconsistency, you gotta, you gotta man. Stop, bro. Listen, bro. You, you let me know who the previous title holder nah. was <laughs> and where he got the blade from. Bro. I want to know. Bro. I. We haven't it's seen. It's a missed opportunity, though. No, no. I will I will admit that. It's a missed it, opportunity. It is a missed opportunity. He could have done that. That's what I'm saying, that we haven't really seen much from that, that two years with Zoro and uh, Mihawk. We haven't seen much. But also, too, like, no Senshi Bukai and I were really stunted at all. Doflamingo did. Yeah, but... Compare that to compare the, exactly compared to even though Doflamingo, yeah, he looked probably looked the best at all them besides Bo Hancock, right? But look at what we saw pre time skip compared to Doflamingo then. There was a grave difference. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to say is like with Mihawk, right? He, you're right. He went under buggy. <laughs> oh you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Everybody see it, man, but they all want to make sense gotta, of it. See, but this is where, like, like, he went under buggy, or is he using buggy so he doesn't want to be bothered by the ring? Shanks, Shanks wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't have. No, but 
We're good. Shanks, Real right? Real G's moving silence but like but lasagna. But 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 I, <laughs> don't get it twisted, yeah, I'm, bro. I'm like up front. In my head, I was like, what if Miko was like, oh, snap, this dude found a, a black blade just like I did. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like picture Mihawk thinking it. Like, but hold on. Oh, but but Mihawk also, because Mihawk ordered to got top billing if he wanted to, but he said he has no desire of becoming Yonko. Damn. And this that sounds like a be, lack of will to me. I'm not going to knock you there. I mean, not to be a Yonko, bro. It's not what I want to do. Zoro doesn't want to be a Yonko. He could be. Wiper didn't want to become Pirate King. Listen, bro. His ambition was still larger than Mihawk's. Because he would have never went under Buggy. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Yo, but he he never, like, agreed to work under Buggy, though. Yo, real talk. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what happened. You know what I'm starting to notice? Aaron Tate, you can agree with me or not. Mihawk is like the shicky of our generation, bro. Ooh, nah. Not his kid, bro. Yo, he never wanted to be Yonko the same way like Shiki was like, yo. Shiki was more ambitious. Nah, Shiki is. Shiki, Shiki was, was way more ambitious. He was trying to take over the world. Let me not disrespect Shiki. Shiki is that boy. Top G. Listen, Mihawk is just, he's in his lane, bro. He navigates in his own lane. And like, he's basically not even a pirate, but he's labeled as such because... He's not paying taxes. Dude, he's a source. <laughs> so he's, like, he's barely a pirate. He's more of a source than a pirate. That's what it is. Yeah, he got no yeah. ship. Yeah, he got no yeah. crew. No, it's, yeah, he's it's a not, There's not many people out there that, you know, yeah. are swordsmen. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but thanks for the call, Aaron. Seriously, man. We, we miss hearing from you yeah, on man. a Monday. <laughs> All right? Hey, what's up? What's up? Thank you. Uh, I'm going to do better. I'm going to start calling you. Hey, definitely. Yeah, yeah missed man. you, Aaron. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. All right, Marv, we have a couple super chats um, I want to hit before we get to calls again. Um, Yeah, yo, also, everybody, we're doing game night tonight at 9.30. I'll be hosting it, so just FYI, if you guys want to play. Pull up. We're going to play Among Us. Yeah, we got a $2 super chat from Strahd. It says, Black what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because we started the Black Blade conversation. was that the first snowman was black. (laughs) (laughs) Black snow. Uh, we got a $50 super chat from our guy, Fourth Face. It says, been MIA and catching up on a bunch of previous episodes on Spotify. Hey. Uh, but y'all the goats, no doubt. Hashtag Stussy Gang. Hashtag Don Quixote Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Fourth Face, for the 50. Also, thank you, Strahd. Yeah, man. Shout out to the Spotify listeners. Seriously, we, we appreciate y'all. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we got a $5 super chat from James Hudson. It says, hashtag Larry has bad takes. Can't stay long. Just had to speak my piece to support the channel. <laughs> Love y'all. <laughs> Thank you, pig. Have fun. Uh, we got a $2 super chat from General of 30th. Uh, it says, I don't know who Shanks beat to become a Yonko. He's a fraud. Oh, we got Shanks fraud watch mm. now. So we mm. got Mihawk and Shanks fraud. That's okay. crazy, yo. Rival frauds? No respect for this generation. Yeah. No, no respect. It's crazy how Blackbeard beat Marco, and <laughs> he had to jump him with his whole crew. But, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Keep going with but that. But he's not the fraud. Okay. Yeah, but he's not the fraud. Somehow he's yeah. not. <laughs> I have no comment. Uh, <laughs> we got a $5 super chat from our guy, Celestial Donkey. Y'all know what it says. Hashtag Buggy Gang. Thank you, CD. <laughs> Thank you. And we got another $2 from Strahd. It says hashtag Bang Bang Buggy Gang. It doesn't say Buggy it Gang. It doesn't say Buggy Gang. Y'all knew what was coming, man. Yeah, Y'all knew what was coming. We got a two-month membership to Yonko status from Shandi Wandi. Uh, thank you, Shandi. Thank you so much. Uh, um, enjoy all the extra emotes that you get with Yonko status. Um, and he says, Mihawk's biggest fraud. <laughs> Hashtag Larry's best takes. 
Hey, man. We got another seven-month membership to knock him up from Party Pete. Thank you so much, Party Thank Pete. You, Pete. Thank uh, you, Pete. Pete says, hashtag Lucci Larry. We didn't oh forget. No, we didn't. <laughs> if y'all want to see Larry dress up as Lucci. It's terrible. Just keep donate. Going. Keep, going. keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I wonder how he's gonna get the must. That, the little, little, you know, the the goatee. He already got it, low key, bro. Yeah, just go, bro. <laughs> uh, we got another five dollars from Luffy. Needs to try some booty meat. It says the same way people carries their will into the devil fruit after death. It's probably the same way with legendary swords, like how Enma carries Odin's will. Yeah. That was, yeah, yeah we talked yeah, about we that talked a bunch of, bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick, <laughs> the, uh, the Luffy needs to try some booty meat. Does that remind you of Norbit? Who was he in the turkey? Remember? <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of Ace Bay. Next Every one. time I hear it. Uh, we got a $5 super chat from Baby Pluton. It says, hashtag Luchi Larry agenda is something I can get back with gusto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I think that... Oh, we got one more uh, from Big Peer. It's $2. It says, Larry's starting to have good takes. Hashtag buggy gang. I love <laughs> I, that they... I got to announce that I'm trolling. Put them together. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, that's, a, that's what I'm starting to notice. Because yeah, they just think I'm serious all the time. All right, Marv, throw the number back up, please. Thank oh, you, guys. Hey, Hime. <laughs> hello, hello. Yes. Remember, guys, we're doing Among Us at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time tonight, and I will be hosting. So, oh, call in. Call now. Gotcha. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from That One Piece Talk. Who are you and how are you? Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Nerd Taku. Hey! Hey, back we, to back. We okay. back to the original rotation now. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? Rotation. What's up, Taco? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. I figured I'd call in. I heard Tate, and I was like, well, I maybe should just jump in on this. <laughs> <laughs> Speak to me, man. What's up? Um, so I just had a, a simple question. So out of all the straw hats and, like, the backstories that we've seen, who do you want to see, like, maybe a, a – better backstory from or maybe more involved backstory from like we haven't gotten really anything for some of the straw hats and then we've gotten a lot for some of the other ones so i was just wondering who do you think needs uh more elaboration on where they came from i have my answer i don't know if you guys have yours already i do you know lawrence doesn't so (laughs) no i do i have a few so my answer is Zoro, um, straight one. up. Uh, and, and we talked about missed opportunities. I think Wano was a missed opportunity to get some Zoro backstory. Because um, as we know, he just out of nowhere just has this goal to be the world's strongest swordsman. Like It wasn't out of nowhere. Yo, he had it before he met Kalina. Yeah, he did. You know what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. already there. Yep. Yeah, and he, was like, already, and he was already the strongest in his village. He was going around trying to find strong people to fight. To me, Zoro, um, it's like... There just there is an avenue like there's something you can gain from going deeper and I've I've argued the opposite on the past like I don't need additional backstory for Zoro but Oda teed up more you know what I'm saying like if we never got the okay he seems like he's a Shimotsuki and oh he's probably a descendant of Ryuma and like if all that didn't happen I'm like oh, no I'm good with Zoro where he's at like I'm fine with it but we got more yeah. we just didn't elaborate on it so because Wano opened up that like floodgate of like, yo, we're getting Zoro Lord and just didn't do it. It's like it's Zoro for me. It's always gonna be Zoro. Like I'm always gonna be like, yo, I wonder what the hell is going on with that. Why did that happen? So for me it's Zoro, I don't know about y'all. But 
No, Zero is definitely a one we need. And besides Zero, because that was on my list. Mm-hmm. But uh, honestly, it's gonna to me. We all notice, and we're gonna get it. But it's like Luffy the D, but also where it comes from, because many people believe that uh, Dragon might be Roxas' son. You know, so it's like Luffy's one, but also Brook. I'm curious because he was part of. Uh, he was like a kingdom. Um, he's part of a kingdom. And he was like a general or an officer. Something like that yeah. in the kingdom. And around his time, Roger was a rookie, mm-hmm. you know? So where he came from, why he joined the uh, the kingdom military, even though a lot of pirates tend to do that, they kind of start off as the military in the kingdom first. Like, we have a, we can name a few that done that. But, like, Luffy and Brooke are also backstories I'll be interested to learn about. Like, um, Brooke, what lets you become a pirate? And uh, you're kind of your time back then because Roger was a rookie. Because also, too, besides from, like, because Roger started the pirate era, I would like to know more about that era because me and Lana were talking about it too. Who were the pirates besides like, because uh, right now before that we get like Rox and Roger. But before that, were there no really big name pirates before then? You know? Like uh, when did they start to come? Because like, Roger started the, the Great Pirate Era. So what was the era before that? How did that look like? Was it dominantly world government and kingdoms that were doing stuff? And you had some low-key pirates in the works? And then, boom, uh, rocks and Raja came out of nowhere to be strong as heck? Like, where did they, where did this, how did this happen? So that, that's what, and then also uh, Luffy's, like, Luffy's mother, like, the whole uh, D family, and especially Luffy's family would be interesting. Those are uh, mine. So I definitely hear it in Brooke. Because Luffy's, like, we're going to get, he's the main character. But side, like you mentioned, Zoro. Uh, Brooke to me is interesting, bro. You just want more lore. Yeah, those yeah. aren't no, the I necessary. Revealed, yeah, I those aren't the necessary like straw hat like back stories, bro. It's just lore you want. True, but I said I'm a, like Brooke though. No, nah, like, you just said but you, you use Brooke as a conduit yeah. to like everything else that's <laughs> it's like, during that era. Brooke was alive during this time. That's mad interesting. I just want to see what the time was like, and like you could just. Use you ain't even talk it. about Brooke for like you 20 did, seconds. I, did, you said, I, yo, said, you I said, want to see what made him become a pirate. Yo, you said he in that kingdom and pirate. Yeah, but yo, Roger was alive. Yo, you know what makes, <laughs> yeah, you know what makes Brooke said. that that guy? You gotta put it together. You know what Brooke would make that guy? You didn't even say Laboon. Like, <laughs> what? That's his whole backstory. Yeah, no, I know that. What I'm saying is right. Is the reason why I go, this was like you gotta put it together because during that nah, time bro. where. Just say that, you nah, want lore, bro. No, no, it's no. so easy. Because, look, isn't it interesting <laughs> that Brooke was serving as a kingdom, right? Before the Great Pirate era. But then, before Roger became a pirate, Brooke, Brooke decided to leave the kingdom and become a pirate. But why do people what, become what, pirates, Lords? Because no, usually, kingdoms be trash no, and they no, have yeah. to deal but with gold. But usually it's because they want to go after the, the One Piece. But the One Piece didn't exist. What mm, compelled Brooke hold on, to do hold it? Hold on, hold on. People were pirates before the One Piece was a thing. I know, but it was just became a pirate. Whitebeard was a pirate. Rock yeah, was a pirate. I know like, that. All I these know, people I were know. still pirates before the one. Like, Nolan was basically a pirate. They all were traveling and Nolan doing their was, own he thing. Was a, he was an adventurer. Bro, Clover. He worked for the like, government. Even, like, all these people sailed flags with, with Jolly Rogers and Mom, left Mom, off. Those Mom, are not pirates. Just, just say you want lore, bro. This is not <laughs> it's <what I> <laughs> easy, bro. Larry, what's your answer, bro? Yo, honestly, I was going to say Zoro because mm-hmm. obviously how yeah. badly Wano was written. But <laughs> I think for me, it's Nami. Mm. I think Nami's a missed opportunity that we didn't have that we should get, especially with her kingdom uh, being Tokyo backwards. Mm-hmm. I felt like there could have been some significant uh, things that could have been shown in that arc. I don't know exactly what, but it would be it would make her more interesting. And I would have loved if Sanji's backstory was cut in half to fit some of her story into it mm-hmm. because she ended up being a major role player Versus Big Mom and Ulti to a degree. Mm-hmm. So 
just to add some significance and you know even big mom she was sailing the seas at a young age yo she probably could have destroyed naomi's town at some point or something like that like it could have been tied in a little bit better and just cut down the sanji mm-hmm. stuff mm. so and nami's really cool because she's like the main three people on the straw hat ship right like yeah. it's Zoro, Nami, and she's part of the Luffy. one of the original. Yeah, like so oh. I think she deserved more spotlight in comparison to somebody that got all the spotlight. Um, that's that's fair. Yeah, but how about you, Nertaku? Um, so I actually agree with you, Larry. I think that Nami's missed backstory, like as far as like her being from like a war torn area that you know Bellamere had to save her from. I think it'd be interesting to find out where she actually came from. Um, but another one that I actually want to know about is Robin and like we have her on Ohara, but we don't really know her lineage. Like we don't know who her dad is and like shout out to Tachi and Ragnar. Cause when I was on their creator Kumite, they were talking about how they think, uh, that dragon might be, um, uh, might be actually her dad. And then the, her and Luffy were like, half uh half brother half sister and i thought that'd be interesting but i feel like there's probably something better that they could write in because i don't know i don't i don't really need them to be that related i'd rather them be a bunch of people that don't have that much in common that come together and form like the family that you choose instead Mm -hmm. of actually being family right but i I think Robin's backstory would be interesting because like Olivier literally was going around the world. And from what we know, we don't know what she was doing. Was she pirating? Was she on, was she like Robin? Was she drifting from crew to crew just to get more information on Poneglyphs similar to her? Like I I just want, I kind of want to know that type of stuff and maybe where Robin's dad comes from. But other than that, I actually really want to know, like, Frankie, because he was uh, an orphan as well that was taken in by Tom. So I would have liked to see something more on Frankie. And we might get that with Egghead being, like, kind of a Frankie robotic-centered arc. Um, And I I just hope that we get something like that, because I feel like Frankie's in dire need of it. But definitely the girls and Frankie are my, my top three. Yeah. Frankie's interesting because he was abandoned by pirates. So who were his parents? It's really about his parents. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so... And most likely his dad because moms don't get shot out like that. Right. Um, <laughs> except for in Nami's case because it wasn't her actual mom. But yeah. I think but she like, just died, though. In, in general, like, I just don't know that we need backstories for these characters, in my opinion. Like, it would be cool to get them. Mm. But, like, how is developing whatever happened to Frankie going to change how you view Frankie like there was a lot to unpack with Sanji and why he acted the way that he acted or whatever right I guess could it have been cut sure absolutely but like are pieces of it cut yeah but like he has a distinct way of like acting or conducting himself and like codes and all that crap and it's like we never truly got why he did that with Frankie and Nami and stuff it's like how would additional backstories play into their character well it depend on the, the arc's focus yeah, I mean, but do we have time for that? We ain't have time for Sanji. Apparently we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. Apparently we <laughs> no, didn't. No, we didn't because Apparently we did. Zoro, Anzo said, I'm going to round up all the samurai, and what happened? Didn't. 
Shimatsuki, never revealed. Like, we had so much more that we could have done with the Wano story, but instead we wasted it on this guy who couldn't believe in his own captain for post-time skip half the time. Mm -hmm. So I don't care about that part. (laughs) Give me the real stuff from the three main people on the Straw Hats. Nami needed that shine. Zoro needed that shine. Mm -hmm. Frankie, he can be told through Egghead to some degree. That could work, but I don't expect a big backstory. Like, you can give me like six panels and I'll be all right with it. That's cool. You still get more than Kaido. (laughs) Yeah, word. Word. Oh my God. I thought Kaido was about to be it. Listen, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Nah, Kaido's backstory is bottom five. I think that I think that we'll get more Zoro. I think that I think that Wano isn't over necessarily. I think that there's a reason we're gonna have to revisit Wano in a way. Um, and I think that's when we'll get that information. And I think specifically it might be the Straw Hats actually having to separate to go to different places. Um, and I definitely think that Zoro is going back to Wano, and I think Chopper would too, to be honest. Um, to take the technology that uh, they'll probably get from Dr. Vegapunk uh, about devil fruits and be able to finally uh, cure the smile fruit users in a way, because I feel like it's more of a tech, uh, uh, devil fruit thing than it is more or less a disease. And I feel like that's more up Vegapunk's alley. Um, and I believe that we do need to see like just a small... Like, I don't even need a lot just because, to me, Zoro has always been more or less about, like, hard work and, like, determination more than he has been about, like, oh, you, this guy used to be, you know, part of this clan who was amazing. Like, I, I kind of like that he he's, like, ridiculously training all the time. And, you know, I don't need him to have like this crazy lineage, but just like a nod to it or maybe just a little bit more, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, you are a descendant of these guys. They were pretty great in Wano, but, you know, it it doesn't have to be anything that's like you're the next sword god reincarnate (laughs) and you were made to fulfill the prophecy of like, you know, I, I don't need any of that stuff, but um as far as Frankie goes, I would just like to see if he was maybe like the result of a scientific experiment by Mads or something like that. Or maybe if he, you know, had some sort of disposition to, to be more intelligent than others when it comes to like mechanical work or something like that. I just want to see something like that. It'd be interesting if it was like a mad science, like one of the Mads, and they were experimenting on, you know, cloning in a, in a failed way. And that's how we got Frankie. But he turns out like he just has like intelligence of a certain caliber or something like that. I just want to know maybe just a little bit more just because of him being an orphan. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Mm-hmm. But Taku, thank you for the call, man. Really interesting question. Yeah, yeah. I figured I'd stop by. I saw Tate do it. <laughs> oh, when are you going live with Larry? Um, for uh, t- tomorrow at five, if he's if he's around. If not, we can we can flex it a little bit. But I have Chestnut working on the thumbnail because she's awesome, and so we can get the theory theory no me out, and we can uh, 
start flexing those muscles that Larry all of a sudden unlocked somewhere. <laughs> I've always had them. Yeah, he's, I he's, just never cared enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true. Well, much I'm, I'm glad you started caring because <laughs> you have some great theories. <laughs> Oh man, appreciate the call, Taco. Yeah, appreciate you, Taco. Yeah, man. Good see to you, hear from you. See you later, yeah, bro. Of course. Thanks. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Jana. Bye. All right. Uh, we did get a $5 super chat from Luffy needs to try some booty meat. It says, if Oda doesn't give us a Kuma backstory in the next chapter, then he's pretty much blue balling us at this point. Hashtag Larry for Lucci. Um, I don't know about next chapter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I believe we're going to get next it, but I don't know about next chapter, too. Soon. But yeah. I can see where he would put in next chapter, but yeah. there's a lot going would, on. I don't so. think he would fail yeah. us. Yeah. Um, we got another $2 super chat from Dan the Man. It says, will there be another time skip or just power-ups? Both. Time skip will come after a certain point, I think. Yeah, I think mm. if there is um, a time skip, it will come like through a training. You know nah. what I mean? Nah, nah. I think it's going to yeah. be power-ups. And then we'll find the One Piece, and then maybe time skip. So we're gonna see we're gonna see Luffy at like forty, bro. That'd be you pretty think? dope. Yeah. And then we're so not gonna see like, anything. Like after. the story completes, and then we time jump forward mm-hmm. to what they're like. Mm-hmm. I can see that too. I can see that too. I just don't think we get a training arc again. No, there's so no it's training like arc. If they're just gonna get, listen, Luffy got four power ups in one arc. <laughs> <laughs> he's good. He's gonna be powering up many yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? Uh, no. All right. Thank you guys for the super chats. Marv, number again. Well, that reminds me. Hidden has a dope theory on that, like one year on Elbaf training arc thing. Yeah. Or it's both. Yeah. It'll be alright. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. 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 I think he's going live with Morse today. Yeah, seven thirty. So, yeah, it's gonna be alright. Gotcha. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece talk. Who are you and how are you? Hey, what's good, guys? Hello, hello. Mm-hmm. What you up, call hello? me UMV. I'm, I'm pretty good. How are you guys? I'm Hola. good, man. Again, my Giants won yesterday. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a great mood. You feel me? <laughs> hey, before I get started, I want to say. That one piece talk is a top two podcast, but it's not number two. You hey, feel me? Hey, appreciate it. Thank you. Of course, of course. And um, so to start, what I'm about to say, when the Law versus Blackbeard spoilers came out, right? Mm-hmm. I remember they were emphasizing the way Law broke out of Doc Q's um his sickness, right? And it was basically saying Law admits a white hockey. And of course, we did we that didn't happen in a chapter. So my question is, do you guys think that having conquerors is the only way to get to the very top? Like, for example, I'm I'm positive Garp is a conquerors hockey user, but if not, do you think he has this certain type of hockey that is so strong that allowed him to get to the top? Like, you 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 get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but do you think like like I said, do you think only like the top, like conquerors, is the only way to get to top. So mm. it's something we talked about on the pod before, um, where we said like people like Garp are the exception to the rule if he doesn't turn out to be a conqueror. Because we all were like, we assume Garp has it, but if he didn't, he's just that one guy who's an exception to the rule. So it's like, mm. I don't know if that's an additional level of hockey that he has to reach that other people just aren't, 
or he's just a freak of nature. Like, like say Big Mom didn't have Conqueror's hockey, but she could do everything else that she could do. She's at the right. top still, no? Like, she's still a Yonko. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she, it wasn't such a big part of her arsenal that made her who she was or made her get to that level. It was her Del Fruit, her Hawks, like, physical strength and everything. Like, you can get to the top. You just probably can't get to the tippy top, you know? Like, you can't right. beat Roger. Yeah. You can't beat Whitebeard, but you can fight those guys, you know? Like, you're still at the top of the game. You're just not winning those okay. fights, if that makes sense. I mean, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe you just can't truly compete without Conqueror's hockey, but, like, Garp seemed to be competing at that level. And if he doesn't have it, then, like, he is that one exception to the rule. So, Yeah, um, I believe your hockey has to be exceptional, like, extremely exceptional right. to try to compete with them. And that's why I believe... Because we got no clear evidence that Garp is a Conqueror's user, but his hockey um, is exceptional. Because, like I said before, like you could, there's levels to hockey, and you can strengthen it. Like, uh, like you can strengthen. Um, to me, I call it clear hockey. The first stage of hockey is when there's like there's no color to it. It's just like visible, mm-hmm. an invisible force. I call that clear hockey. You could train that to be really, really strong. Like for example, uh, I think Croc- Crackers. Clear hockey was stronger than Luffy's hockey hardening, so you have, you can increase that level, and then you can increase your hockey hardening to an even higher level, and then and then you then there's a um, there's advanced what I call Rio is like next stage stuff like that. So you could increase those to be ridiculously ridiculously like outmatched to try to battle with the ones who are using um, uh, hockey hardening with you know Rio and uh, conquerors into that because it mainly comes down to like uh, whose will is stronger. And you can kind of argue, all right, uh, if you have, for example, if you're a conqueror, your will is automatically stronger than someone who does it. But then you have, for example, Don Chen Zhao versus Garp. One was a conqueror's user, proven, and one is not. So let's go with the whole Garp is not a conqueror's user. And Chen Zhao is. Who won that fight? Garp. So it's like Garp has proven that he could fight uh, uh, Conqueror's users and even beat them because he stopped Chan Zha, Don Chen Zhao in his prime and took away his, besides his Conqueror's, his strongest physical weapon, you know? So Garp mm-hmm. proved right there that he can fight at that level and even beat Conqueror's users. It all comes down to who's will is stronger regardless if you're a Conqueror or not. You kind of let to believe that you're if you're a Conqueror, your will is stronger, but also... Also, how you utilize your 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 uh, your hockey in general, because um, Garp trained to fight Donjin Zhao by punching away mountains. So he he made his, for example, Donjin Zhao said his head, that diamond thing, was the hardest substance on earth. That's what he claimed, right? Garp right. made gave credit to that by punching away eight mountains, trained to that, and made his hockey harden harder than that. Mm-hmm. So that's why he was able to like uh, you know like pretty much hammer that nail in. So. If you could screen your hockey hardening or your hockey harder or stronger than others, then you should be able to win that fight. So, Garp is an exception, and we could have other people who may who may meet that exception, but it's not going to be a lot. It's probably going to be like a handful. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think in order to reach the very best of the best, you need all of it. That's it. But there there is something that happens with talented people. They sometimes plateau because of the, their talent, and they don't reach the heights that they would be able to. And somebody like that is like my favorite character. One of my, my favorite characters, Ace. Super talented, mm-hmm. had all the tools, but couldn't reach that level. Whereas Blackbeard with the special devil fruit, 
he he kind of outworked Ace to a degree. And I think that if you're being outworked, even though you have all these capabilities, you're not going to do anything with talent. And that happens a lot in like the UFC and like boxing too. Like you have people who are just super talented that usually fall short in comparison to other people who work their ass off. And that's what usually happens, right? But it comes a point where like people with talent work as hard as the people that work hard without talent. And then there's no way for those people to compete. Mm -hmm. And I think those people specifically, even though it's not confirmed that Rocks had Conqueror's Hockey, there's no way that a person that doesn't have Conqueror's Hockey would be able to contain Big Mom, Kaido, and Whitebeard, and Shiki, and them have not bent the knee to him. You know what I'm saying? So I think mm -hmm. that Garp, even though there is no clear evidence that he has Conqueror's Hockey, I think that based upon who he is and what he means to the story, and how people like Sebastian could put Dragon in top five <laughs> in the series without anything to hey, back Dragon it up. Top five. Hey, it would, it would it would say enough that he's definitely a conqueror. I think it's like ninety percent there that he is, and this is the reason why he could compete with those people. Now, if you look at it from a general aspect, where it goes into talented people and people who work hard, we would be like, okay, can Sanji beat Don Chinjao at Dressrosa, Don Chinjao, right now? And I would say most likely, yes, because his armament and his talent, I mean, not his talent, but his hard work has proven he could surmount talent overall. So that's kind of like my answer. But what's yours? Um, I wanted to say, yeah, because, you know, Law is my favorite character in the series. I don't want to see him slack behind because he doesn't have conquerors, but. Eh, I'm not. I'm not gonna be biased. I, I don't think so. It was just an interesting question I had. I came up with. But. Yeah, it was a good one. Mm -hmm. I think that if I think if anybody that deserved it should have been Law, and it shouldn't have been Kid. Like it should have yeah, been reversed, where Kid didn't have the Conquerors, but Law ended up having it. That's why Law was able to do such things in comparison to Kid in the Big Mom fight. I disagree. And this is why the community happens to be such an uproar about if Kid is really that great or we just really had great expectations that just failed in comparison to what we were shown, where we wouldn't have that same talk with Law. And I feel like that's undeniable. So, man, that's undeniable. I'm bro. not going to sit here and cape for Kid. But <laughs> I think he's deserving of Conqueror's Hockey. He's never backed man, down from any fight. Mid, Listen, you he's never Captain backed mid, down man. from any fight. It's not about how strong you are. He's never backed down from any fight, any challenge. Mm -hmm. He's got washed by several Yonkos and their crews or whatever. And he's never given up, no matter what. Losing limbs, having his body control while he's fighting in the biggest moments of his life, fighting Kaido and Big Mom, the dude don't back down. So, granted, neither did Law, but Law's also still a thinker. When, when his crew might have got wiped by Kaido, Law was like, yo, we need to regroup and figure it out. Luffy said, F that, I'm pulling up. Yeah. That, that's the difference. I mean, that's is it? That's the difference. Is it? Because but say, that is the difference. So, like, say, Roger would have went and fought Kaido that day, yo, right then and there, okay, about, so regardless you, of what his situation was. You know who's a thinker and has Congress? Who? Sengoku. He's a master strategist. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, to me, I wouldn't say just because Luffy did it that makes him a I don't. Hold on, though. I don't. We've You're, never seen Sengoku in action like that, for real. Yo, but, but we've seen him strategize. 
But Sebastian, it, to me, it wasn't due to Luffy's a conqueror today. It's due to Luffy's emotions. Emotion, Luffy's an emotional dude. Listen, you don't need to be yeah. dumb in order to be a conqueror. I didn't say you have to be dumb. I'm saying he's not backing down from that. Maul was willing to hide not from dumb. Kaido. No, no you're saying he wanted to he find his crew. He, no, he was trying to hide. He no. was like, yo, let's regroup. Let's hide out while Kaido's looking for us. Or he's, said, trying to, nah, he's trying to, to, no, no, he try to stick to his plan. Him going out to show Kaido where you were wasn't part of the plan, and that's why Luffy got I'll put. It's so crazy point. that he says that about one character, but then Blackbeard's still on the table for Conquerors. Yo, because of his ambition. <laughs> like, what? Because of his ambition. <laughs> what? what are we talking Black about? Blackbeard is willing to do anything for his ambition. Anything. Okay. Even betray people he loves. Anything sounds for his like ambition. Sounds like Sebastian's being inconsistent, if you ask me. Yo. Sounds okay. a little biased. <laughs> yeah, which sounds he is, a little biased. Which he is. Listen, yeah, it's okay, Listen. Sebastian. Listen, there's a difference between how Kid acts and how Law acts. Yes. Law is cooler. Law is doper. He's been through a lot. I'm just saying. But you do realize. Kid is headstrong in a similar fashion to several other conquerors in the series. While Law would have to be one of those Doflamingo type conquerors. Especially, I'm telling you right now. You know what I'm saying? Zoro's a conqueror, but he's still not like deserves them. conquerors. Especially. I didn't say he doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying I see why he doesn't have it. He's no, not like but that. But no one, first of all, would Zoro do the same thing that Luffy did? No. Probably. No, nah, he would Probably. If, <laughs> yo, if the crew just got wiped. No, and I seen what? it. See, this, this is where you're wrong. You, Luffy had no idea if his crew got wiped or not. Listen, Kaido he pulled no up. Idea. He knew the crew was there. Kaido pulled up and blew the mount up. So That's what Luffy saw. You know, he you, went, yo, yo, I'm fighting. I, this I'm going to tell you right now acting at an impulse is not conquerors. They're, they're, they're two different things. Luffy always acts at impulse. Impulse is a is a is a, is a human. Yo, but emotion. my point is, my point it's is, like, it's like a basic thing. The Luffy way the way Oda writes most conquerors in the series, they tend to act on impulse. That's true. Roger was like That's that. True. Odin yeah. is like that. Luffy is like that. Zoro is like that. Kid Not is Zoro. like that. Big Mom is like that. Kaido is like that. Is White Bird like that? No, but there are some. There are people. White who Bird said like Goku that. and Zoro. Yeah. Listen. Listen. Yo, throw Killer up there, bro. Because <laughs> he, he basically has the same will he's as, as Kid. They do the same things, and he's more productive. Listen. Give Law Conquerors. I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying there is a way Oda writes Conquerors, and Law not exactly like that. Yeah. Listen, man, thank you for that question, bro. You really turned us up for a second. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Hey, you guys have a good day, man. Yeah, hey, you too, man. You have too. a good night. All right, you too. All right, later. Yo, guys, remember, we're doing game night among us. I'll be hosting at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time tonight, just in case. Uh, Larry, do you want to hit the sponsor now? Oh, yeah, let's hit the sponsor, and then we'll we'll go into uh, the calls again. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, difficulty with a relationship, or just struggling from low self-esteem. Listen, I've been there. We've been there. If so, then today's BetterHelp wants to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your own convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire, simple as that, to help assess your specific needs. And then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. 
I happened to sign up at one point regarding my confidence issues. Next thing you know, my confidence issues are not issues anymore. I'm doing pretty well in that area. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced better health therapist. Special offer goes out to all that One Piece Talk listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash T-O-P-T. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-O-P-T. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Oh man, we well, back. We back. We back. We back. We back. Hello, hello, hello. All right, throw back up the number. Oh, Damn, it's already there. That was quick. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from that One Piece Talk. Who are you and how are you? Hi, this is S Barnes. Hey, what's up, man? A... Hey, man. How y'all doing? Good, man. How about you? Pretty solid. All right, my question is, it's a, it's not like a big question. It's just. So, comparing Doe Flamingo and Whitebeard for a second. Random, but go um, on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, comparing Doe Flamingo and Whitebeard for a second. They were both, like, have really big family dynamics to their crews. And I was thinking about this, and I was trying to figure out, who do you guys think was, like, a better family man for their, for their crews? Whitebeard or Doe Flamingo? <laughs> Yeah, this is so funny because I made this comparison before on the Discord where somebody was like ripping Dopey and I was like, he's more like Whitebeard than you think. And I went through all the similarities about caring about their crews and being blonde and being conquerors and all types of stuff. It's Whitebeard is the correct answer. Um, I want to troll and say Dopey. For real? Okay. It, 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 yo, it is because there's all actions right. that he's taken where he put his family above himself. Yeah. Doflamingo has mm. never, at any point in his entire history, <laughs> yeah. with any Wait family minute. member, Wait a minute. done that. Wait a minute. He has, though. He only, like, betrayed his his crew when they betrayed him. Like, he, he was down for Baby 5 until Baby 5 turned on him. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, when did Monet betray Doflamingo? Because he was 100% willing Monet? to... Monet? Yeah, I don't one. remember when Monet did Monet betray Doflamingo. No, no but he was one hundred percent willing to let her die for his ambition, just to not be inconvenienced. You know uh, what I'm saying? Uh, like, well, she wasn't as close though. Nah, nah listen, nah. bro. Nah, she wasn't close, bro. My she point is, close. my point is, there is no level of family member that Whitebeard has where he would be like, "Yo, can you just die for me real quick, so like I don't have to deal with this." That would never yeah. happen with well, anybody yeah. that's ever been close or considered family. To Whitebeard. And he didn't just do it to Mo he did it to Virgo too, yeah. who was his like longest running crewmate. Have a rebuttal. But go ahead. By, by all means. But like, yo, he was yeah. willing to let every single one of the people in his family die for his own personal gain. So, yes, he does have an element of family, he a family man. He did care about them. He never prioritized or cared about them beyond his own goals. <clears throat> ever. At any point and that's what makes Dofi great is that he's both of these people it's like oh, I care I'm gonna fight for you I'll do everything don't mock them like this is my only family but like if it means I gotta fight Kaido y'all can all die <laughs> you know what I'm saying like that's okay. Dofi okay. that's not the case with Whitebeard but if you have a rebuttal by all means I like, do go ahead okay so this would be better said as a Doflamingo analysis mm -hmm. on his character but hear me out for a second 
when we talk about Whitebeard, in comparison to Doflamingo, just regular power-wise as people, Whitebeard is a freak of nature. He, there's not many people that can compete with him and his strength. So when he's building this family, his family is able to be taken care of under his shadow to the point where they never really have to face such degrees of threats. Because they know if that happens, then White Bear's going to come after them, right? They daddy coming, yeah. Yeah, so there's really <laughs> never a time where like that, the, like that, something like that happens to his crew, where Doflamingo isn't as strong. He actually has to manipulate behind the scenes, which causes sometimes his family members being put into positions where they can be killed. So if we look at it in that aspect, we really know there's a power dynamic between both of them where they have to put themselves into harm's way more than another, right? Then we have the additional sacrifices of crew members on their ships where Black Bear goes, I mean, White Bear goes, hey, if any of you kill each other, just realize you're going to have to deal with me. But when did it, what ended up happening? One crew member decided to kill another crew member, and he let that person go, which then caused the devastation of his crew being separated, but also one of another of his sons to die as well. So it's like Whitebeard has the, that stain on his record, but when we look at Doflamingo, we can say from an early childhood that Doflamingo as a kid kind of cared about family. He only, But what made it realistic for him was that he only cared about family when it came to status. So if his status was somehow interrupted or given less of, he would get into this mode where he would have to reach higher to that status, right? So when he knew that Virgo was on uh, Punk Hazard, and he knew that Monet was on Punk Hazard, and when they had to sacrifice themselves, what did Doflamingo immediately do? He went there. He went there. Yeah. Because to some degree, I'm pretty sure psychologically, when he lost Rosanante, when he had to kill his father, when his mother died, family became somewhat very important to him. That's why he built one afterwards. That's why Rosanante, he knew the whole time, was betraying him. But when it finally came to the surface and it directly interfered with his status of being immortal, he was like, I have to kill my own brother now. So I don't think that they're comparable too much, but I think that if we're to say who's a bigger family man, it's not so far-fetched to say that Doflamingo bro. might be the bigger one. Bro. Because if he had that yes, degree, sir. he would have just oh never God, went bro. to Punk Hazard. Bro. He would have never put himself in harm's way to fight hey, whatever man. was left over but, from that. But Larry, I I'm going to let you go because hey, I have man, a rebuttal, but I'm going to let you go, Lars. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you go. <clears throat> now, so... <laughs> They are both, uh, in a way, family men in their own in their own personality, their own way of it, right? But again, what's going on with Sebastian was saying is, but you check how also Doflamingo checks uh, views his family will treat his family, right? Because you want to think about one screams out Bellamy, look at how Bellamy was that's, treated. That's not that's not a family member. No, no, but yeah, he he viewed no. him as outside the family. Yeah, but this is someone who tried being part of your family. Mm -hmm. So like to me, it depends on how Doflamingo views you in a way. Of how how valuable or how an asset you are, right? Because dude, right right before he told um he went to, he went there he did tell Monet die for me, right? That's true. He said die for me first. Then when things are not working out, he will go there. So what has he? Uh, don't forget, he's a family man, but he's also a very business oriented man. 
that your family, and yes, it will hurt him doing it, but if you interfere with his goal, his business, I got to put you down. And he, because like you said, he did feel some type of way where cold zone because he got mad. He goes, you're making me do this to you. I have to pull the trigger on you, my own brother. Mm-hmm. He felt it, but he's still willing to do it. He will do it no matter what because you're interfering with his goal. So he's a family man, but it's like, yo. We're, so anyway, for example, his family um, is all, or how you, I forgot, how, is ornate around him. That he's the sole person, the number one in the family. If you go outside of what he, how he designed his family, I'm putting you down. So his family all sides is like how I deem whatever. You're not, you don't have freedom to mm. do whatever you want. But I do find it interesting. Like he is a family man because the, even though he's supposed to be like his this king, uh, his persona, like um, you know, slasher dragon and stuff. But I noticed he is very patient with his family. Like they yeah. all have very different quirks about them. That he's willing to put up with, right? So go, but in Wiper's perspective, he's more of the protective father. Well, this dude's like, all right, I'm the more like I'm the family, but I'm the leader in this family. And you go outside it, I kill you. That's Del Flamingo. Or our white beard was more like I'm the protective father because also like what you brought out Larry he had a cause that if anyone it was a it was known fact throughout the world you touch you harm you hurt any one of white beard's family his sons white beard's coming out you on himself and he's going to probably kill you right mm-hmm. so it's like a protection there and he, so he had this cause of like everyone uh, and also like I said he's willing to die for his family Do Mingo was not willing to die from anyone yeah. In his family. There's a big difference there. So, so it's not, anyway, there's no greater love than someone who's willing to die for yo, you. No, but this is the difference, too. Not to cut you off, Seth. Yeah. But the difference is, Doflamingo had that family figure. He had that white beard figure. Where it was like, yo, he cared more about family than status. You know what I'm saying? His father. And then what he realized was that people aren't nice. And what they will do is, they'll destroy your family. But Doflamingo saw that, his father figure, as... Yo, you killed our family. You mm-hmm. took us away from what protected us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, when I look at family, I've looked at it as like people are going to betray you. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I have to act in accordance because I can literally say that Doflamingo, when he witnessed Monet and Virgo sacrifice their lives for him and they were happy to do so, he viewed that as a more endearment of love than what his father did. Where we have Whitebeard okay. who saw that Thatch died did nothing yeah. but then he went after ace so clearly he has favorites mm-hmm. but then also mm-hmm. his family got destroyed immediately after that so i feel i feel you but mm-hmm. what, you, what you what you guys are arguing and i is 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 the approach versus what it is in the actuality you hear what i'm saying like doflamingo's family isn't blood or anything it's it's a mafioso-esque family where if you mess up or if you're the cause for the downfall of the family, we will kill you ourselves. Like, we will allow you to die. We will kill you ourselves because this is a mob mentality. We are a mob. I'm the Don. Mm-hmm. Y'all, my family is the mafia family that we have, but y'all are still my subordinate slash, like, assets. Yeah. If y'all are messing up, snitching, switching up, making mistakes, I can have, I reserve the right to kill you. Because that's who you are. You're a pawn in my game. Yeah, I'm going to call you family. I'm going to keep you close. I'm going to protect you and all that stuff. I'm going to insulate you. But if you mess up, that's the stakes. Yeah. I will kill you. I reserve the right to do that. And they allow, They loved him so much, they were fine with that. Yeah. Monette was fine dying for him. Virgo was fine dying for him. Mm-hmm. And you're right. 
it does hit him emotionally because he does actually care yeah. for these people. Yeah. But he will never care for them more than he cares for himself right. or his own ambitions. Because again, he wasn't in any real danger. It was just inconvenient yeah. to have Law and Luffy and them take season. He he could have figured it out with with mm. with, with Kaido. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah, this is mad inconvenient for me. Mm-hmm. I would rather sacrifice multiple members of my family yep. than deal with that inconvenience. Okay. Mm-hmm. In Whitebeard's case, yes, in in practice, you might agree that Doflamingo took care of his family situation better than Dof, than than Whitebeard does. Because he nipped stuff in the butt. He was willing to let two die to protect the family. Whitebeard wasn't willing to make those sacrifices. He was willing to put the entire family at risk to save one son. You can argue the practicality of that if you want. But the the the, the genesis of the decision is love for these people, is love for that son. If if Virgo or whoever if Virgo got caught by the Marines that he was he was actually loyal to Doflamingo. He would never challenge any Marines. Like, he would never go to Marine Ford for Virgo. Or anybody. There's not a soul in the world that he would have went to Marine Ford to fight to get them back. Break into Impel Down to fight. He wouldn't do any of that. He'd be like, damn, that sucks. Gotta choke it up to the game. I'll see if I can get you out. I'll use my connects, maybe. <laughs> it's not going to be what Whitebeard did. And even then, Whitebeard still showed, yo, I'm going to put myself on the line for y'all. Y'all can leave. Y'all, y'all came because y'all love and respect me and, and Ace, but if y'all don't want to be here, if y'all think I manipulated you to be here, you can leave. Yeah, y'all that, can yeah, go. Yeah, that freedom. Because yeah. I love y'all enough that I'll die to make sure y'all are safe. None of that is the case with Doflamingo. Yeah. He's a manipulator. Again, I'm not saying he doesn't care about the family. There's a different level. Yeah. If you want to argue the practices of each of them as far as captaining the crews, Listen, I'm a Dofi fan all day. I'll argue tooth and nail that he's a better captain than anybody. But <laughs> what? I'm so serious. But you can't tell me he's a better family man than Whitebeard, bro. I'm sorry. No, but also go my. I know I mentioned Bellamy, but if you want to go in that same case, Squardo. If Bellamy wasn't part of that okay. family, yeah. Squardo in a way wasn't part of Whitebeard's immediate family because he wasn't part of his crew. He was like affiliate mm-hmm. crew. Yet this man. Squirtle stabbed Whitebeard. Mm-hmm. Yet after he got stabbed, Whitebeard hugged him like a son and said, no, you are my son and I value you. I'm willing to die for you. That's what I'm trying to the difference where, like, where Doflamingo would treat someone in the same situation as Bellamy and uh, Squirtle. It's like, you're trash. You're trash to me. Mm. You know? Where Whitebeard's like, no, you're yeah, your bro. son. Even though you're not part you, of my immediate family, you're you still had, your son. You had to be valuable to yeah. Doflamingo to yes. even be considered potentially yeah. part of the family. I needed to have value. You needed to add something to the table. Whitebeard, it could have been... Like, yeah. I don't care who's, who your father is, etc. Like, it didn't matter. So... Cause, yeah, because I think Bellamy was not really favored. If but as soon as he started here, messing up, losing, it was listen, like... Bro, if Hidden was here, he'd swing on you for your take, Larry. I hope so. Because <laughs> I catch that shit. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. So, what I was saying was... Overall, you are right, but I could use that same argument, mm-hmm. right? You talk about the detriment of what Dofi means to his crew. Mm-hmm. The detriment is just as high with Whitebeard because Whitebeard, to a degree, lives an abusive type of fatherly lifestyle. Like, if his kids ever acted out or turned against him, he wouldn't fight back against them, right? Like, he'd probably just let them swing off on him until, like, they felt better about this or felt bad about the situation. Mm-hmm. But that same type of love wasn't always the correct type of love. It was actually kind of toxic. Yeah. Where like he allowed like he allowed Ace to just go. 
He allowed Blackbeard to just get away with that. He allowed Thatch to just die. He allowed, like, everybody... Well, you allow Thatch to die. But, like, he got, he got <laughs> stuck and killed. But at the end of the day, like, you got to punish sometimes your child. And, like, he didn't punish Squardo. Okay, so be, because the well, so two things, two things. Because you're you're basically reprimanding Whitebeard because the the retaliation or the what's the word the punishment for the action wasn't immediate. He had every intention of dealing with Blackbeard. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. What? It's yo, what? Bro. Like literally, Shanks had to come on ship and be like, "Yo, you gonna handle this or not?" Yo, and he was like, bruh. "Yo, mind your business, Bruh. Bruh. Y'all are wild if y'all think Whitebeard was just letting it slide. Okay, so why did Ace? Why did him what and did Ace argue? Why did him and Ace argue about it? Yo, because Ace was trying to go right then by himself and just go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, why he would was you like, wait? "Yo, chill. Why would you wait? Let's figure this out." This man is collecting a crew together. Oh my God, bro. Literally left. And you being the world's strongest man, having this threat to where people like Buggy say, "You see that on Ace's back." You better not touch Ace because that gives you I, the permission. Y'all are, y'all are like, saying Whitebeard didn't live up Larry, to Larry, the status that Larry. he got throughout the world. And that's fair. I don't think you should argue with it. Luffy would have went after him. No, like, <laughs> we just talked about Kaido going to the whole world. Blackbeard legit killed crew member. Yeah, he would have. And Whitebeard didn't, you know, didn't do anything. Listen, I'm I, what moment. I'm going to say is I think they're equal. But equal? I think they're equal but for different reasons. One is on one side of the coin. Because he retaliates and the other one doesn't. You know what I'm saying? I think they're Bro. equal in love. It's just how you assume what's more love or not. Yo, Dofi, And where you're on on the moral spectrum. The, because I can look at it from Dofi's way and be like, yo, I understand why he feels this way about his crew and what he does. Like, I understand why he goes to such lengths. It's because he's seen it firsthand destroy his own family. He, him and his younger brother, who he Man. took care of, by the way, were eating Man. out of garbage. Man, listen. Like, they were eating pure garbage at one point, throwing up from the garbage. Yo, we talk about love, Larry. Like, actual love, bro. Yo, his father was the, you know, the epitome of that. No, don't think I don't love nothing but himself, bro. You know what I'm if saying? The, if nothing. That, but if that was true, he just would have never came to Punk Hazard. No, nah, it's all still a, a means to an end. You know what I'm saying? Like, this all, he, he benefits from all of this. He still enjoys the company. He still enjoys having people do the work for him. He still enjoy, He still cares about these people. I'm talking about love, bro. I'm talking love about putting somebody before yourself. He's incapable of that action. Yo, but incapable. I, what I just explained, those, explained was he saw it firsthand. He saw that love and decided to go against it because it didn't serve him well. It didn't give him a better life. Yo, that's it fair, but it, it still give makes him, him the character he is. Hold he on, still acts the That's my point. That's, it didn't create a deeper sense of love for him. It said, yo, this is the wrong type of love. This love will get you killed. I've seen it firsthand. Put it this way. We talk about fishmen and racism, right? And like how people just hate fishmen because they have fins and blue skin and whatever, whatever, right? Doflamingo, just coming into the world was known as a celestial dragon and people hated him for that he did nothing to them until he started spouting mm -hmm. the bend before me i mean put your knee again, you know to the floor like whatever whatever but ultimately they just heard about them living there and went after to kill them as children he was hung by a window with his father and brother and heard his father begging for their lives because he put Whatever morals he thought, and to make his family a better, morally loving 
uh, people into the forefront, and he saw that love, but then it backfired completely, where that doesn't really happen with Whitebeard, right? Because I, I said it before. It's about what type of power you already have in order to initiate that love. Mm-hmm. That love was toxic to him. It didn't serve him. You're making but, excuses for no, me, No, no, uh, I got one right here. Right. But look, let's go this way. Let's, let's ask, um, let's put cortisone into his factor. He experienced the same thing that Flamingo did, right? Thank you. Look at his response. He actually became more loving. It was trying to uh, trying to share that love that his father had with others and try to save the law because he realized that Doflamingo, the way he reacted towards what they both experienced, was more of a selfish way. Okay. So I'll say this: Who got them out of the situation when they were tied up on the window? Dofi. Dofi, right? Mm-hmm. Who did it? Rosanante. Their dad or Rosanante, neither. Exactly, them, yeah. but that's also because, to a certain degree, Rosanante would let things happen to him. And that's the difference. He wouldn't. He fought for law. He tried to show love, compassion for law. But it was the fact that Doflamingo was a survivor, and that's the difference. Is that he was going to survive, to make sure that what happened to him never happened again. Yes, Rosanante felt that love and distributed it, but ultimately he died. Right, mm-hmm. and it wasn't for himself as we all proclaim because it is for Dofi. But Dofi realizes that at the end of the day I can't love if I if I'm dead. Listen man. I'm thinking him go ahead Sebastian. Yo, it's just it's the same coin. It's the same coin. It it, it is. But but it finally because like what Doflamingo was shouting out when he was being, you know, hanged from uh the tree shows what was in his heart. You know, because he knows the reason why they're doing this is because of the way they were treated. You know, the way they were treat, the way they would treat others, the way the Cesar Dragons have been treated. And Doflamingo was raised with that. He saw nothing wrong with the way Cesar Dragons were raised. So that love is wasn't wasn't nurtured in him at all. Yo, I, yo, and so, he kind of showed that later on. Yo, but he's but also like six years old. Yo, that's not yeah, even that's, that's not even that that is the genesis of it all. But I'm just saying in the way that they conducted themselves as men to their families. Yeah. One of them was doing this out of true love for the people that was in his life, and the other one was doing it because these people were beneficial to him. That's that. There's you. Can, you can slice it however you want. You can justify it however you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can use whatever perspective you want to to make what Doflamingo did like seem better to you. But at the end of the day, that's the truth. And Whitebeard actually cared about the people he called his sons. Yeah, Doflamingo cared to a degree. There was a there was a benchmark. He, there was a threshold he was never willing to cross, yeah. and it was putting himself in real danger for them. But this is the that thing too, happen. right? That they both came from a lack of love. Doflamingo had a distorted type of perspective around love and what celestial dragons actually taught him because they are educated in their ways and to believe certain things, and he fully believed that. But he's a child. We can't judge a child for thinking that his reality is wrong when his reality is taught to him. But even so, right? You're talking about nature versus nurture. You know, what's inside of you compared to what's on the outside of you and what influences your own self-being. And it's like, to a degree, Whitebeard, he wasn't loved as a child from what we've seen. But he's always had the power to dismantle anybody that's ever threatened him. And that's my... uh, that's my point regarding these two individuals, and this is what I said in the beginning, is that, yes, like, Doflamingo does seem psychotic. He is psychotic. But 
overall, he's also seen what the the love that he's realized what love can do. Love isn't always a great thing. Love can be super poisonous, or it could be super gratis. Um, it could give you gratification beyond belief, right? But there are times where like love is a is is a drug and it's addictive and it's it's destructive, and like that's what he realized was that the opposite end of love isn't always the best thing. I have to somehow be within the middle grounds of it. I know what's not to be taken advantage of, and I know what's going to take advantage of me. And what I'm saying is like, yes, the way he did things was crazy, but it ultimately was maybe Doflamingo loved too hard. And Blackbeard, I mean, and Whitebeard <laughs> loved, like, that, I'm, I'm serious. And maybe Whitebeard, <laughs> yo, I'm serious, yo, I'm serious, yo, bro. Yo, Dolphy was my favorite say, wait, characters, bro. Sorry, you got to chill out. Did you say Doflamingo loved too hard? Yo, yeah. maybe he did. And that's what, that's if, what, if you're saying that's love, what pushed him. love himself too hard, but it's both it's both I'm gonna show you this right now real love is not toxic people love wrong and people have misunderstanding of what real love is Whitebeard didn't love correctly either yo were they human and then they they gotta make mistakes yo but you're knocking Whitebeard for his mistakes but you're giving Doflamingo credit for his no 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 I'm not I'm not giving Doflamingo any credit I'm just trying to present an idea that maybe he's not truly the monster that we all think he is. Maybe he was forced to be that monster. See, don't. I'm not Damn. saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, but yes, he was nurturing that. But the main thing is, you have legit examples. So he went to the same thing. Corazon. Bro. Okay, you, have you have Corazon. But also, I will say this. But when they're young age, though. It was more nurtured for Doflamingo. Only aspect when Treble and the other ones kind of met Doflamingo, they nurtured that false sense of superiority into Flamingo. Like he would trip on the ground in some place, and they burn it. To they the would ground. burn it to the ground. Like yeah. you know, you're a king. You can't do that. Yeah. They would. Someone would mistreat him uh, or say something. Look at him wrong. They would go and destroy that entire village. Mm. So they built up this wrong thing. Even we saw it when Doflamingo was a grown man. When they, when you get well, about to get dropped by Lofi or Law, they said, "Don't do not touch, do not let your knees touch the ground because you're special, mm. right?" So, Crozon uh, didn't receive that, but in a way, Crozon had more more towards it. He's perf- imperfect too, but had more of a example of what real love is in Doflamingo because Doflamingo was all self centeredness. Yo, I can actually argue this. Maybe the truth of the matter is the only reason. Rosanante actually knew how to love the way he did was because of Dofi. Killing his dad? Larry, you're getting wild. No, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I just want to agree with Larry. Hold on, hold on. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, 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 listen. Listen to me. Listen to me. Hold on for a second, guys. What I'm saying is that Rosanante and his dad never get out of that situation. They just end up dying, right? So it forces Dofi to do such things. And you just mentioned that Doflamingo was sort of nurtured from Diamante and Trouble to believe that he's of a certain, uh, he's of a certain kingly ambition, right? Where he's he's never to have his knees touch the floor and et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. What if I told you through that, he garnered family because he wanted family, and then Rosanante viewed him as that, but he didn't like the way Doflamingo went about getting this family. He didn't like the way he would go out and like 
kill people or manipulate people or take over kingdoms and such, right? But ultimately, when he met Law, and Law is 12 years old, I believe, uh, and he says to Law, while him and his family are eating dinner together, right? He says to Law, how did you escape Flevoland's kingdom? And he was, and then Law responds, well, I don't really know. I just was trying to escape. And then uh, Law goes, well, I hid under some dead bodies as well. And then Gladius almost throws up on the, uh, like his food while they're eating, right? And then Doflamingo's next question, and this is what I'm, I'm trying to tell everybody. The next question was, who do you bear your grudge against? And Law said, literally, nobody. I just want to kill as many people as I can before I die. And he starts laughing. So Doflamingo right there views Law as probably as his younger self. Yeah. He had this huge grudge against the world because of what happened to him. So That's true. yes, his love may be twisted, but I don't think that it's a it's the darker side of the coin for sure. But I don't think it's to the point where like we like we can't say he doesn't love at all. Like there is a certain type of love. It's just the way he goes about it. Like Rosanante might have seen that and garnered like damn, like he loves really hard. Yo, but I could I could argue the opposite. He could have saw laws. Yo, I can easily manipulate this child. That's true. You know what I mean? Like he might have seen a semblance of himself in that. Yes, but it's like, oh, I can get this kid to do my bidding. I can groom him into being the number two. Like that's what yeah, the game plan yeah, was. Yeah, that was the game I can plan. get this child to do whatever. Hmm. He's going to die soon anyway. Like that's it. It's yo. There's value in this. Yes. This is a child who's willing to do these crazy things, and I can. His life is expendable to me. Yo, but that's my point too. It was because, like I said before, it was about status, right? Mm-hmm. Like Doflamingo saw that endearment from this person willing to sacrifice their life for him as a term of love, whereas his father didn't do that. His mm-hmm. father actually sacrificed his kids and wife. Yeah. Hey, so no. what I'm saying we, is, we've been on this too long. Wait, yo, Larry, it's, it's so interesting. Larry, it's interesting. His dad offer his life. Yo, he does. He does. He does. Yes, but he also he does. It, but he they, went down to the surface not expecting the world to yo, hate them, yo, and then on. they start hating them. You, and his wife dies, and then when they're about to kill Dofi, his son, and Rosenante, he's like, "Don't kill my sons. Kill me." Hold up, you. So are, he he does that. You went. You asked this that. question. You posed this. You did this. Okay, you posed the question. So how you gonna be like, Dopey's wrong in this situation? <laughs> when, listen, I haven't even gone to state my argument. Go ahead, Y'all man. been going for like 30 minutes. <laughs> well, <laughs> y'all, y'all have given me a lot of thoughts at this time. Um, mm. Okay, well, okay, I know what I'm gonna say now. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of on Larry's side. Whitebeard's a bad father. Yo, that's not the question, though. <laughs> that wasn't your question. question. You said who's a the better family who's man. A better family man. Oh, the question is who's man. a better family man. And I'm saying Doflamingo was a better family man. Because the question is, uh, you guys are talking about, like, love versus, um, what was it? Competence? It was, like, love versus competence. And to me, being a good, like, head of your family is, while, yes, you love, you're like, like, yes, you love your family. You would do anything for them. If your kids aren't competent and they can't take care of themselves, like, you're not going to be around forever. You're going to die. Okay, hold, hold on, 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 hold on. This, this is some right here. Whitebeard ran what? his crew for, like, 40 years, yo. 
You know That's what I'm saying? That's fine. And Yo, he, when he got crumbled to the hold on. We crumble in the last two years? And Don't Flamingo with nah, his little 10 year old. He was sick for run? way longer than that, hold bro. Don't he Flamingo? was sick for way no. longer than that. Yo, but, but Thatch Why didn't die. Hold on. But Thatch, Thatch didn't die. Like, it all crumbled when Thatch died, right? Which was. Six months. No, like, it was crumbling before that. Yo, it might have been crumbling, but nothing, nothing major happened that you would have been like he's a bad father. Thatch's death was the spark, yeah. right? Don Flamingo has. I guess, a, but a it's fraction, just, it was just oh, the inevitable happening. Don Flamingo has a fraction of the time in and lost the same number of crewmates. Yo, can I just <laughs> make? Can I just? Can I just nah, 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 nah. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Wait, okay. Listen, though I am willing to make the argument, and this might be a wild take. I'm willing to make the argument that the twelve, uh, what's his name, Whitebeard's division commanders are weaker, or at least not as strong, or at least equal to Dofi's crew. I am. <laughs> can, can I just? I'm say, willing to sit on that. I'm, I'm willing I'm to done. say that if we took away their captains, guys, if we took away their captains, if we took away Dofi and Whitebeard and said, okay, twelve division commanders, Marco, Ace, all of them versus um, what is it? Treble, Lao G, Pika, and they go head to head. It's not an easy fight for the white beard. I'm here to because tell you this. When you have white beard, you get Marco. All right, hold on, hold on. I do want to say one thing before what? we like end it. You know that Dolfo Mingo's whole thing was trying to obtain the op op fruit, and what's the op op fruit shaped like? A heart. That's, a heart? That's no. love. No. Oh, my God. That's love. Yo, 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 it all connects, bro. Please stop. It all connects. He's trying to obtain a heart because he has oh none. That's what it actually <laughs> is. That's the actual okay. symbolism. I'm, I'm just going to ask one oh question. Oh, my God. So, that upset me. So even though I'm going to ask one question, what is the opposite of love? Hate. Hate? It's not hate. Indifference? What is it? What is it? It's not hate. Is Isn't it indifference? No, it's not indifference. The opposite okay, of I'm love. <laughs> the opposite of love is selfishness. If you are selfish, you cannot be loving. Because, for example, if you love someone, you're not going to do what they hate. So you should probably hate what. That's not true, bro. No. Yeah, you're not going to do what they nah, hate, bro. Because if I'm selfish to a degree, I love myself. We're and loving about? myself is the Ooh. best love. That's the dopey love. I, that's <laughs> that's the best love. <laughs> I, that's why, this is I can you never do me wrong. I <laughs> fight rebuttal Listen. that, Lawrence. <laughs> that selfishness. <laughs> okay, okay. You, I have, I have one very quick question. Go ahead, because we gotta take another call. I have a go very ahead. quick question. Yeah. Okay, we saw when Whitebeard died, his crew fell apart, and it's not because of Thatch. Okay. When when Whitebeard died, that crew was finna fall apart. Like Whitebeard died, and who who died? Ace is dead. Thatch is dead. Ezo is dead. We don't know who else is around. But Dofi's crew just got captured because the Marines were there. So let's say this. Let's say Dofi just randomly passes away, right? And Whitebeard just randomly passes away, and the remnants of their crew are left to just like figure it out. Do you think Whitebeard's crew is holding together? No, they got Marco. <laughs> yo, yo, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who, who's unite? Like, you're like, yeah. like, bro, Virgo was a problem. What are we Virgo talking, crazy strong, what are we talking about right now, bro? Marco what? has never been anyone's problem. Yo, yo. Right, this is a whole other discussion. Yo, yeah, what? We're going we're gonna to stay with yeah. that. We're going to stay with that. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah. But listen, man. Okay. Thank you for calling. Thank you for the question. It definitely <laughs> was, was an interesting question. topic. Uh, yo, thank great. you. <laughs>
Right, thank you, thank you. Right, y'all have a good night. Yeah, you too, man. Talk to you later. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. I'm dead, bro. <laughs> Yo, guys, if you haven't liked the video just yet, like the video, please. Also, we're having game night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, so if you want to come to our Discord, link is in the bio. Uh, Not yeah. bio, description. Yeah, we got a couple super chats before we take another call. Um, we got Luffy needs to try some booty meat. Uh, $10. It says, just wanted to hear you say my name. <laughs> Hashtag Pause. Funny Gang. Pause. Hashtag Luchi Larry. Oh, my. Come on, Lord. Uh, we got a $2 super chat from Strahd. It says, Lucci Larry, or I will cut you. <laughs> Thank you, Strahd. Um, we got a $5 super chat from KJ. It says, my guys, just a thought. What honestly makes more sense so far in the series? Vegapunk dying, law, or both? P.S. Larry, I ain't forget our talk. And it's eyes. It was KJ. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what that means, but uh, I, I assume you do. I, don't, I think so. Um, I guess to answer, uh, I think it depends on if you're talking about like right now, because like I could see Vegapunk dying for sure, whatever. Yeah. I don't think you can just off screen law in this situation. Like we have the MacGuffin of his like immortality surgery that needs to play out. Like that's a You just said MacGuffin? Chekhov's gun, that's what I meant to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's whatever. It's like there's something that needs to happen in the story later date. Is it to me that makes more sense? I don't see how it makes sense for Law to die. Yeah. Depends on the circumstances. Um, but I think, is that the last soup? I think so. Yeah. All right. Put yeah. back on the phone number, Marv. That was a good conversation, bro. You was wild on the Larry. Uh, <laughs> he was doing whatever he took to cave for Dopey just then, bro. <laughs> that's my saying, guy. Man. You, you got to mention that you're trolling because that was wild. He wasn't, yo. He met that on some <laughs> level, bro. Yo, but the thing is, the argument isn't... Later. Hey, what's going on? This is Larry from That One Piece Talk. Who are you and how are you? This is Terrence. I'm doing good. Hey, what up, Terrence? Hello, hello. What's going on? What's going on? What's your question, man? Hey, well, before I get to my question, I got to say one little comment. The last little call was wild. <laughs> 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 I got to say, uh, Larry, there are plenty of people who went through extremely tragic things <laughs> And not turn out to be evil psychopaths. Just have to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's true, bro. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and um, okay, here's the thing. I think Kaido was awakened, and I think that the dragon was his awakening. And here's why I say that: because his, his fruit is the fish, fish fruit model cereal, right? You know, you know what the story of the cereal is. Yeah. It's about uh, it started out as a carp. Yeah. And it and then, you know it uh went up the dragon waterfall, and when it when the carp um went all the way up, and um the gods rewarded it and turned it into a dragon. You know, that's the cereal, either a dragon. So I think that's what happened with Kaido. I think that he started out when he got the fruit. It started out as a carp. And then, you know, um, he awakened it and became a dragon. Just look at this example. Look at Luffy, for example. Now, his, his fruit is, the you know, the human human fruit model Nika. But he's not Nika until he awakens. You know, before that, he's just a simple rubber man. And then when he awakens, he's a rubber hose man. And then, you know, uh, and then you also look at the, uh, the fact that awakening is, is when your mind and body catch up to your powers so you know Kaido is all about uh strength and being the strongest so you know he started off as like a weak carp but 
because you know he got strong and had this strong mentality. His mind and body kept up to his powers, and he became the strongest creature, a dragon. What do y'all think about that? Go first. I'm saying the translation wise, with the update translation, I'm pretty sure it wasn't referred that it was a dragon fruit, not a a, a fish fruit, like a, a real fish fruit, correct? No, they did. Uh, Big Mom said she gave him a mythical version of the fish fish fruit, the ua ua fruit, which is fish. Okay, so I I gotta look more into that because what I understand is that um, I believe he wasn't awakened. Uh, I mean, I mean, we didn't see his awakened form. I believe he had the ability to awaken his fruit, and which kind of gives more evidence to that. Just an example, because there's more, but I'm gonna use a simple one because it's still fresh in our minds. What Vegapunk said, he recreated the same uh, uh, Kaido's fruit, and Momo has it. Momo's already in dragon form, but he says he's not sure if the ability can achieve an awakened form. So right here we see yeah. that the the original form of the fruit itself is actually a dragon, but it's still yeah. yet to oh. see if the artificial one can actually awaken. Hold on, though. Hold on. Okay. What he said actually was he's not sure if Zoan can awaken, but if Kaido's fruit is already awakened, that wouldn't even be a problem. No, he never necessarily said, I don't know if Kaido's fruit is awakened. You know? So, Terrence, to, to, to defend Lauren's point there, if that's the point, if that's the the thought process that Oda's going with, he just wouldn't have that Vegapunk even say that. You know what I mean? Like, if that's what's actually happening, then Vegapunk, being the smartest man ever who can recreate Del Fruits, wouldn't make the statement. You know what I mean? Like, why would you get that statement from that character in that moment if the case is that you have to unlock it in this way, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I just don't think that's how Oda writes. But to me, not necessarily. It could be a throwoff. It, it could be. It's just that's just weird to me. To me, um, I go back and forth with Kaido on the awakening thing because he straight up said, like, you have to do this thing. Like awakening is once your mind and body do this, right? So like to me, that that tells me he's awakened. Whether yeah. we saw it or not, I'm. I just I don't have anything for that because there's times where he looked a little different in his hybrid mode, and there's times where he had he had different modes and stuff. Like, is that the awakening? I don't know, but like to me, he's awakened. I just don't know if we saw it or not, and I don't know if we'll ever actually get clarification unless it's in an SBS or something, which is trash. I'm not even gonna lie. I defend Oda a lot. That's trash. <laughs> I, there's yeah, no true. there's no reason why he couldn't make it easily quantifiable, easily clarifiable. That Kaido was or was not awakened when he was fighting. So well, yeah. to me, it goes into like how much Kaido was holding back during the fight. Nah, bro. Because no. oh, again, when you're writing an arc with this much buildup and this much anticipation and everything, and people are awakenings or, or, or awakening their Del fruits, like have Luffy overcome that? That's more engaging for your yeah, audience. That's yeah. more. That's no, a climax. That's true. That's I shouldn't true. have to question whether or not the dude that we were fighting at the end of the battle was awakened or not. No, I, I get that. I, I agree. But the thing is, if Kaido, as strong as Kaido we saw he was with his hockey and everything and all that he was, if dude had used his awakened form, how does Luffy beat him? If Luffy can't no, even he get... Got, then he can't. <laughs> like, no, then, yeah, that's true. Then, but... then you got, you, he loses again, bro, and something else has to happen. Whatever. Like, or he just is strong enough. Like, or the Nika fruit allows him to be strong enough to win that fight. You can write it any way you want. What you shouldn't do is write it so that I have to answer this question 
on the podcast today. No, where but, he's asking me whether or not Kaido was away. Like, I no, shouldn't have to answer that. Yeah, that's Four true. months after but the like, fight for, finished, oh, bro. Also, too, doesn't Oda... Every, I mean, we only seen, like, two full-on Zoan Awakens, right? But he gave us evidence, clear as day. Like, plain, like you don't have to guess this is Awakened because I'm telling you it's Awakened. I'm, that's, then, what I'm, that's my then, point. We got that with Luffy. How hard was that with Kaido? But doesn't that mean that it says something? We got that with Luffy and we got that with Rob, Lucci. And if we didn't get that with Kaido, I believe it's point blank to say that it, we didn't see his awakened form because he didn't show it to be obvious. He didn't give us no credit at all to believe there's awakened from the beginning. Because also, too, when does an awakened form have a hybrid form? When did we see that? When did awake? Uh, all this that we see with Kaido doing it, we all looked at that was like he had a he had the the Zoan um the the full on dragon form, which everyone saw. So every time he goes to use his ability, is just awakened form. Luffy doesn't even do that. So. Think about this though. Like, if his original form was a carp, would you? If, if you awaken and become a dragon, would you go back to being just a carp? Probably not. But <laughs> and then also, like, you know, I feel what you're saying. Uh, I agree with you. I think he should have definitely clarified it. I, I get on Oda for that too. Because, but there's another thing where I say that he is awakened. Another uh, um, trait of awakened Zoan. Is there regenerative regenerative capabilities or whatever? Look at the stamina that uh that can explain the stamina that uh that uh what the Kaido had. Especially like we never really saw signs of exhaustion from Kaido. Like even when we were we were stated he was getting exhausted, like when uh when they noticed that the rocks were falling and they're like, Dang, Kaido must be weakening. His performance wasn't weakening at all. Mm-hmm. Like he he stayed at top. He stayed pretty much at top performance until he was knocked out. And so, I think that has something to do with Zone Awakening, regenerative capability. Larry, I'm gonna if you give your pick, your take real quick. But like, I just thought of something. Yo, if Big Bob gave Kaido a fruit that was just a carp, yo, she's an asshole. <laughs> yo, like yo, here's this carp fruit. Figure it <laughs> out, bro. Like. Become great, maybe, or no. suck. It doesn't matter. Like, yo, that's trash. Big Mom, like, you're a carp. Maybe you become a dragon one day. No, Big Mom showed that she kind of knew what type of fruit it was because it says, you still owe me after I gave you that fruit. Because it worked out. That's after the fact. If she gave the fruit with the intention of being like, yo, here's a carp fruit. See, the thing is, I got to see, I'm sorry, I got to see the full name of it because, did it say model type port? I believe so. Because there's different, the, the, if you yeah, use different. Yeah, like, it was the model series. Mother yeah. Shiryu, right? Because, like, if you think about it, because I, I was noticing in the chat, too, so I'm not going to take it. It was my thought. They're saying that, like, for example, there's different types of canines. There's different types of cats. There's the cat-cat fruit model leopard. There's a cat-cat fruit model panther. There's a cat, you know? So, it's like, all these other animals, it's still a cat, but, or feline, but there's different types. There's tigers, there's lions, there's leopards, you know? And then there's canines. There's wolves, there's foxes, there's dogs, there's coyotes. So it could be the dog dog fruit modeled this. We have the dog dog fruit modeled mythical for um, Yamato, but it's still in a way a dog. So if they're going by the the cat, um, the fish fish fruit model Azuna, that's a dragon. You get what I'm saying? So I saw I'm saying that because that was a shout out to the chat. Whoever was saying that, I'm giving you credit. I just didn't. Uh, I I glanced there, so I didn't see the name. But they were mentioning that. So to me, that believes to show that the entire time it was a dragon. Probably the model type was a dragon. Probably, but at the same time, if you think about it, it is the model dragon, model Siriu, and the story of the Siriu is that it was a carp that became a dragon. 
especially since it overall is a fish fish fruit anyway. Even even and beyond that though, Terrence, if it's like if the if devil fruits are this dream that people are creating and manifest. Who's manifesting it to be a carp first? <laughs> like, why would you be like, yo, let, yo go through the struggle of the I w- carp? I want to be a fish that turns into yeah, a dragon. Yeah, man. Like, yo, I'm just, I'm a dragon, bro. Like, that's yeah, what I am. Who, who's manifesting the jacket fruit, though? I mean, who wants to be somebody, a Somebody was cold. Yeah, no, somebody true. was cold as hell. You feel me? <laughs> and they wanted to warm their other people, so, I guess. You I know, know like, there's, plenty of, there's plenty of fruits where you like, who would argue... I wouldn't be this or that. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, Larry? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I've talked about it so heavily before. Um, I think when people make Kaido's devil fruit more interesting and tail than the mangaka itself, himself, just says enough about Wano. <laughs> so... Um, it's always going to be a question in the air if he was awakened or not. In my opinion, if Rob Lucci's awakened, he's awakened. There's nothing that Rob Lucci has ever gone through in his entire life <laughs> that has ever stated that he is more experienced than Kaido. He's more talented than Kaido. He's more of a beast than Kaido. He has a better devil fruit than Kaido. He has a better mentality than Kaido. He has better hockey than Kaido. He has a better uh, anything. Uh, There's nothing at all that states that um, Rob Lucci is oh, anywhere equivalent to that. Yeah. So, in my opinion, I agree with Lawrence. He fought to his competition, had a realization of Joy Boy, never entered into Awakened mode. And he's the only character in the entire series that has ever stated, I know how this works. <laughs> Yo, yeah. facts. He yeah. you know, didn't use it, bro. Like, come on. Yeah, that's where it's like... Uh, I... Uh, I... I disagree. I think he was using it the whole time. You know, like sometimes they say the simplest thing is right in front of your face. I think that's the case with Kaido. I mean, he started off at the top, rose up to the top, and became the strongest creature, a dragon. You can think that, but there's not that proof. We all headcanon to make things that don't make sense make sense to us. It's okay. You feel me? I do it too. You know what I mean? I think it makes plenty of sense. I think, uh, I th- hey. Now I think Momo is a prime example of like what we get. Yeah, that like, was yeah. checkmate. Yeah, yeah. Momo. Because that, that there would be no reason for Vegapunk to be like, oh, what color was that dragon? Yeah. Because then he would have been like, oh, he's a dragon. What color oh, he's was awakened. that carp? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was he a carp first? Like that? None of that came up. None of that was ever. Like I said. He was already if he was already awakened if it was already a dragon. But, but he, he, here's the, the other fruit. thing. Here's the other matter. thing. You talk about him awakening and and it's like he had to experiment on him, so he was awakened whenever he experimented on him, which was probably decades ago. You know what I'm saying? That's, like that's, that's what the lab all kind of. Especially since he was always the beast from when he was ten years old. He was called the ultimate soldier. Oh, no, T. See, see, the thing is, what we're trying to say is, we believe that he was he had awakening, but we just didn't see it. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, he definitely I, awakened I could, his ability, but he didn't show it to us because he didn't feel the need to. He held back with Luffy. Because also, have you noticed when Luffy he didn't he barely block punches or dodge, but even when he got hit, not once did he hockey harden his dragon scales. You know how tough it would have made to like he would have probably felt nothing if he did that. He didn't do that once. So like awakening form. I think he, yeah, I, think he ho- I think he was conquered hockey coding himself. Nah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, 
I, I feel you. Either way, there's no proof. There's no definitive proof either way. So we'll never know for sure. Mm-hmm. Y'all believe mm-hmm. that he didn't show his awakening. I believe that the dragon is his awakening. You can leave it at that. We can <laughs> agree to disagree. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's fair. Terrence, we appreciate the call, man. Yeah. Anytime. You're welcome. All right, man. Have a good night. Have a good night. Have a good night. Have a good night. All right. I think we got one more super chat before we get out of here. Uh, we got a $5 super chat from our guy, Nerd Taku. It says, I refuse to believe a model only happens when you're awakening. Uh, if Big News Morgans is an awakened as a bird, bird model albatross, I'll eat 100 <laughs> volumes of one piece. <laughs> Uh, Taku, don't make those kind of bets online, bro. <laughs> they'll, they'll hold it. To, uh, they'll hold you to it, bro. They will. Yes, but I just want to say thank you to everybody that joined us on episode 83 of that One Piece talk. Truly amazing. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will be on Nerd Taku's uh, Theory for Theory tomorrow. Uh, I believe he said at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. something like that. Um, I have a video coming out most likely this Thursday or Friday. Uh, it's going to be a banger theory. It's going to be about 17 minutes again uh, for the third time in a row. Uh, don't know why it keeps going to 17 minutes, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a very good ride. And then um, other than that, we have the Davies Dark Tournament mm-hmm. on Wednesday. It'll probably be a little later this time. I have to. Right. I'm going to be in the hotel and stuff. Yeah, so. we're going to do that. Uh, that's going to be good, too. So everybody come through. And then game night is tonight at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. So if you want to join and play some Among Us, come by. Just join our Discord. Other than that, my name is Larry. Lawrence. Sam. And this is that One Piece talk. Ja-na. Ja-na. <laughs>